just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 63 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season 3, episode 18, when it isn't like it should be. Error. Reconfiguring. Perspective, nephew. I'm here to adjust yours. It's going to have problems with her hands. Someone yeah. she can pick up plates and not feel that they're boiling. You uh-huh. know, she's got asbestos fingers. They're going to be rough. What is that? Is that like, a crow's foot? What the fuck? At the cafe, like, can I can I see something Italian? Can I see that it had an impact on you? Can I see that what Keith and Lucas went through for them six weeks that you were away were worth it, Karen? Karen! You want the person you've become? Then do something about it, because no one's going to do it for you. Karen! wild dreams are born why are you making this shit up what you, what's wrong with you Be, no not philip felix <laughs> felix not working felix it's over <laughs> the asthma's doing you wonders i watched him have a shit in an alley and i watched him kiss his first girlfriend must have been a big dog <laughs> <laughs> when you plan to start living hello mate all right guys how you doing boozy That's a one dunk and you're done kind of biscuit. I'm not fucking about me. He's like, don't be mean, no, Simon. Listen, keep being mean. I'm gonna make you call me Colonel, okay? ATM over here. You just become a raven. Love that. Love that. Love that. Don't in the snow. Keith, what is slab and beef? Absolutely. A los cuevos, a One Tree Hill podcast. Soy Simon, why me encanta One Tree Hill. Holiday. I was not expecting that. <laughs> So hello and welcome to the Ravens of One Tree Hill podcast where it's always 10.30 at night so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is season 3 episode 18 when it isn't like it should be. Dom, we're here. How are you my friend? I'm good. Yeah, really good. Um, pretty good week, to be honest. Just doing my thing. Um, what about you? Happy? All good. Yeah, I'm actually... I, I'm starting to feel sick again. And You, you I, said exactly that last week. You said, like, you're not sure if you've got ever got better. and You're just kind of saying it every week now. You I just, know. You're just on a loop. <laughs> It actually seems to happen at this part of the week, but um, you're just so sick little... of Wednesdays. So sick of Wednesdays. <laughs> Must be it's it. the worst. It's, but our 
our little man, he's got a cold. So I don't know if I've maybe got it this from him. I don't know. This isn't like debilitating, like I can't live my life like how it has been previously. But <laughs> but now it's just annoying. And I feel, I I don't know. I don't know. We'll be all right. Be fine. We'll get, we'll get through. We'll get through it, mate. I'll, we'll, I'll hold your hand. I'll take control. I'll be a bit more assertive, a bit more dominant in this one. I've got well, this. Speaking not of, not like the colonel dominant. No, because the, the colonel hasn't st- hasn't stepped out for a while. Actually, it's been a minute. Well, Dom. Speaking of dominance, our sponsor this episode is dominating the manscaping arena. So let's take a second to talk about it. It's holiday season and you don't know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer? Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. If my math is correct, (laughs) that's almost 8 million balls. (laughs) almost well you know not everyone's blessed with two um uh get 20 percent off free shipping at manscaped.com with code one tree that's o-n-e tree ho 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 fellas naughty or nice tis the season to perform Simon, we we briefly talked about this last week. I was going to say touched on this, but that's probably inappropriate. <laughs> but we talked about this last week. I've got to say, using a Manscaped product, it just makes your life that little bit more comfortable, doesn't it? Yeah, and tidier, neater. <laughs> much tidier, much more comfortable. It's just, it's just an easier life, much, much you know, easier. You know and that the- feeling... Yeah, sorry, go on. No, you go, you go, you go, you tell me. I was going to say, you know that feeling when you get a haircut, but it's been like a while, and then you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, there you are, that's me. (laughs) I've missed you so much. (laughs) Where where have you been? Just been hiding under that bushel. (laughs) It's been winter for a long time. But no longer. Now we've got the, the whole safety aspect using Manscaped products. Get that all down there. Nice and quick, nice and easy. No cuttage, no panicking, no going pale, no going green because you just, you're just sickened by the sight of your own blood. It's all good. Perfect you're soaked in it. It's like, De- <laughs> it's like what Dexter was like born into. Um <laughs> He wasn't born into blood. You know what I'm saying. Do you remember Dexter? He was that was his whole thing. <laughs> but I mean, how would you gift them to somebody? Like you, you know, like your brother, your dad, are these people that you would, you know, s- you know, stick a manscape product in a stocking for? I'd I'd be I'd be throwing one of these in a stocking for you, my friend. This would be okay. I'm I'm gonna get Simon one of these. He's told me about his problems. <laughs> there's extra growth there that he's he's warned me about and we've got to get that under control but in a, the safest way possible so you know manscapes best selling product is the performance package 4.0 that's what i'd be getting for you which is at the the top of every man's wish list this year and i know it's at the top of yours 
It definitely is. And inside, you'll find their lawnmower body trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, your butt, and your body. And of course, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer. Let's not forget their famous liquid formulations as well. So the, the crop preserver, we cannot forget the crop preserver. Ball deodorant and crop crop reviver, like ball toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Like, gotta get that. That's a that's a must have with with oh. any any of the products. I mean, and if you're doing that, why not get the performance package now to receive their two free gifts: the Manscaped boxes. <laughs> And the shed travel bag. The, the dads, the dads out there, they can't t- stop talking about this. You know, teens secretly buy it, but dads out there, are like, yeah, raving about this. Get get all the manscaped stuff, and like, trust me, women will love you. Your wife must love this. I think <laughs> you, it's like a new man. Lockdown. We've gone for a whole lockdown. Nothing down there because he's too scared to use his current razor. Boom! Manscaped fixed him. <laughs> She's Man. like, she's, baby, she's baby, like, <laughs> baby number two in the planning. Oh god, she's like, who that? We've not met. Is it grown? <laughs> That's contouring, my friend. No. You got the right tool for it now, my friend. <laughs> now these are our picks for Manscaped: sure fire win stocking stuffers. I'm talking number one, the Manscaped 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner just launched. Kill two birds with one stone. But moving on to number two, the Manscaped Cologne Infused Body Wash. And, well, that's a great number two, but what about this for number three? I'm talking Shears 2.0 Luxury 4-Piece Nail Kit. That's nothing compared to number four, which is crop mops. Ball wipes for your stanky balls. (laughs) And then, of course, to finish it all off in number five, Manscaped Signature Cologne. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, paraben-free. So you know their products are legit. So get those orders in as soon as you can. Make sure you hurry to the site to ensure these wild gifts show up before the holiday season. Um, You know, big holidays coming up. Obviously, like the biggest in the calendar, you know, especially for us, me and Simon. uh, We love Christmas. Uh, I love Christmas when we get into December. Simon loves it (laughs) all year round. Uh, So, yeah, get get to their website. And while you're at it, get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code one tree that's o-n-e-t-r-e-e whether this is for your partner dad brother friend get them something that they actually will use and it's almost sure to get a laugh so one last time that's get 20 percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code one tree o-n-e tree be the ballsiest gift giver this year with manscaped well dom we have a raven this is an upgrade so we have someone that has gone from junior varsity to varsity this is important to say if you upgrade we take notice we're not just out here not seeing that shit we see that you've upgraded 
I'm generally thinking that people are upgrading for the watch along videos. Dom, I just today, just now, uh, you don't actually see the watch along videos when they go out, do you? Because you're not actually at that Patreon level. <laughs> I do not. I am not privileged enough to watch our own content. <laughs> You're at a junior varsity level, so you don't see it. But I've been you. I <laughs> I'd been putting them out using uh, Google Drive, uh, but the problem with it is that you can't click full screen. You have to kind of like go on the Safari with it and do all this stuff to sort of get it full screen. It's not very user friendly. But I've been trying. I've been trying loads of times to put it on YouTube and have it on a private link. But YouTube, the copyright filters go over it and whatever, whatever, whatever. So I actually signed up today for Vimeo, which is a paid subscription, uh, but it's not a lot. Um, and I tried it today, and I put the the watch along that that you just edited. So this episode, which is eighteen and uh yeah so much better like you click the link it basically it goes into like a youtube style player and you can do full screen it's really easy so people that are i'm gonna do the back catalog for the old ones oh no i'll just do that i'll just do them going forward um but people if you're a pigeon if you're junior varsity you're missing out on the highlight videos because they're really good um but that's why i'm assuming that people are upgrading from junior varsity to varsity so they can enjoy those perks and someone that did that is christopher christopher hello christopher christopher welcome to the new changing room you get all the mod cons not quite the same as hall of fame they've got gold stuff but yours is all brand new and shiny so christopher you just became a better raven do you know what they have in there, Dom? The lawnmower 4.0 for every <laughs> every person, as well as, you know, freshly washed towels, you know, really nice quality linen. There's Egyptian cotton thrown in there somewhere. There's a thread Definitely. count. That's what we all want to hear. They're, they're the right words, aren't they? That sounds right. <laughs> right what, while we're talking about changing rooms, which leads on to jerseys, the jerseys have been shipped from Wayne, the Dazzle, Cough, the Dazzle Cloth Blue. They are, dare I say, delicious, Dom. <laughs> I, so I've seen delicious. A, I've seen a few on Instagram. Some of our, our ravens that have them have been posting them on Instagram, which is great. And they do look fantastic. They, I, I much... I much prefer the darker colours to, to like the white. You know this about me. I always tend to wear darker colours. And the, the blue just looks fantastic. I can't wait to get mine because I'm really... I'm also really looking forward to revealing it and revealing the name I've got on it um, because I think people will be surprised. I think people will enjoy it. Yeah. No, it's very... It's, it's unique. It's great. I love it. Can't wait. Well, the news on that is... So we had we had a hiccup. Dom, we had a hiccup. We had, uh, they won't mind me saying, we had Crystal's jersey was sent to Emily. Emily's jersey sent to Crystal. That's a that's a Wayne error right there. Oh, that Wayne. is a Wayne error. That's oh. not on my spreadsheet, Wayne. That is not on my spreadsheet. <laughs> but, but well, at least it's just those two people and they've got each other's rather than a whole web and chain of like 10 things that are wrong. 
Yeah, for sure. And of course, Crystal, Emily, OG, Ravens. So it was all really nice and easy and they're just shipping to each other. So all good. All of our international jerseys have been sent to Lauren. She has them. Lauren, Texas Lauren. And uh, Lauren, I cannot say enough how much we appreciate everything that you're doing here for the culture, for the community. Uh, She shipped them today, Dom, to me. So they should arrive, I don't know, in about a week or so. And then at that point, I think that it's time for you to come back to the house. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll let you inside this time instead of just the garage. You've been inside the house since then. Uh, yeah, your birthday. Yeah, yeah, the barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Your you wife can come... let me in. Yeah, I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with this medium, but yeah, and and we can sort it all out, and we can uh, we'll do a video, and we can you know send them for the people that are that we're going that we'll see at Nando's then we can bring bring you yours in person uh yeah so yeah so really dope it's getting all complicated with the shipping and everything at the moment i've just been paying for all of the shipping but need to work all of that stuff out i told you like wayne just charged my card for all the shipping (laughs) and uh and then i've sorted the shipping out obviously for from lauren to send them all over here and they'll got to pay for the shipping to send them the germany and australia and all of these places i figure i'll just pay for it all and then work out what it is and i'm sure people will pay (laughs) they they will our ravens are are honest ravens of course they will yeah for sure so it's exciting and there's shorts in there like i'm excited to see the shorts which i haven't seen i've only seen uh like lauren's one uh and uh ldg sent hers as well which is dope so i haven't seen the shorts yet and the white ones are there and i will just say the label is there so these i'm telling you right now these are the only jerseys this batch ever that are completely accurate down to the label on the bottom in the exact same style like and they had to find them and stitch them on like as in they had a couple left because they're like from back in the day so these are special like you could put this up to one that was used in the show and it would be indistinguishable that's that's pretty awesome isn't it that's just that's amazing stuff the fact that the fact that we've got like exact replicas that aren't mass produced that aren't you know out in the public domain these are like these are custom made these are these are special yeah, these are the exact same, the same fabric, the same weight, the same lettering, the same everything. Same manufacturer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he won't make these for other people, I can tell from his demeanor. So <laughs> He's got a special bond with you now. And we're only doing one more order, which I have to have to give like at least six months in between these because they are quite stressful. But um, And then that will be it that's it it's closing up for business people on this order for the blue ones did order there were some white jersey orders as well so if people want to come in on the the final third order you can order the other colors as well like the blue and the white and uh yeah i ordered another white one dom i i I, well because i wanted the label didn't i of course you did um 
but it does mean that I've got like six of the white now um, in different variations. I had the original screen print, the embroidered, and then this other other one. So I was thinking at some point uh, maybe we could, because I can't hoard all of those, we could run like a competition or something where like, you know, one or two of them dazzle cloth jerseys could be the prize. Uh, but it would have my name on it and my number. But hopefully people, maybe hopefully maybe people would like that. I'd like that would be, I don't know. Uh, you can unstitch those letters if you want, but um, and it could be a competition for something. You know, what do you think? Can I imagine someone going around with your name on their back? That's quite cool as well. <laughs> <laughs> let us know if people are interested and would like to win that. Then uh, let me know, and we can come up with something. Maybe like raise money for charity or something, or get reviews <laughs> i don't know one of those. do it for reviews <laughs> yeah. yes of course both we'll, we'll make it both of that work we'll sort something um well dom we have two ravens on the podcast tonight we have magdalena of sniper fame uh, and we have mia as well uh coming on a little bit later so that would be great this episode is well i'm not gonna say because we're gonna talk about it but i had i've been thinking about this one today and thinking about what you're gonna say and so i'd like to preempt something and and i asked you at the end because during the watch along people in the chat were saying that dom's gonna say this is filler he's gonna say it's a filler episode and so i asked you at the end and you said i said no this isn't filler this is not a filler episode Oh, you didn't? I misremembered. I thought you said it was. No, I said it's not. Oh, excellent. Okay. It, it, <laughs> it kind of, it, it has that edge about it that it's that it's fillery, but it carry it, can, it does continue the story a little bit. I also, last week on the podcast, I got asked if that episode was filler, like Keith's Funeral Plus. So I'm getting really offended by these questions. <laughs> well wait did i ask you that or did one of the ravens ask you you asked me oh i don't remember any of this stuff you said <laughs> you said um right dom you're gonna think this is a filler episode and i went no 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 way because it carries on the story it continues the story and you said oh i remember that that differently in my head you know what you're gonna say you you kind of imagined this world where i was gonna go this is filler and rah, rah, rah. and actually no not at all it's, it was necessary and this episode to me like wasn't filler at all. I might have joked that it was filler on the on the watch along. I don't think I did. Oh, okay. I think I, I, <laughs> I said I think I said no at the end, but I, I don't think it's this is a filler episode. No, there there are bits in this episode I don't particularly agree with, but we're going to get to them. <laughs> I'm going to be opinionated on them, but that's the point, I guess. <laughs> that's a hundred percent the point. Well, as um. Well, that's good because I I'd, I had prepared a whole argument to say why it's not a filler episode. So hopefully, one of our ravens will have a will have that opinion, and I can say, oh well, I haven't really thought too much tough about this. But hey, this episode, bloody bloody bloody. Uh, <laughs> no, I well because I mean, and again, we'll talk about it. But broadly speaking, I think this episode is really important because it's kind of working as like a palate cleanser to say, you know, we've been through this you know really heartbreaking emotional ordeal we've had an episode after that to sort of 
with some of the grieving and as much as the grieving is continuing in this episode and especially with Karen again we'll talk about that but it's almost saying okay we need a bit of a reset because we can't we can't just live with this forever like I mean they are going to live with this forever but I mean this can't be the focal point for all of eternity within the show we've got to move beyond it and and keep living which is an analogy for life I guess you know we there's a certain point where we have to let go of things and letting go doesn't mean forgetting but it means you know it's time to to move forward uh just one other thing sorry that I meant to mention before we get into that is so we've said last week and you know evidently that we've changed some of the format of our channel so we are one tree hill movies and tv show you know the ravens one tree hill movies and tv shows and i've uh, scheduled episodes of our back catalogs of all of our movies and you know things that we've covered previously and I also scheduled all our bonus episodes that we did that were on Patreon. So we had nine bonus episodes that were just exclusively on there, uh, which we did in season one and maybe a bit at the beginning of season two. And I figured that we could release them because we don't do the bonus episodes anymore because our Patreon and RavensHoops.net is kind of more around the community of it, of us watching live and then, you know, the highlights uh videos and then you know our ravens coming on to to the podcast as well so i felt like we could put that out and people could enjoy that but it means that there's something coming out every single day it's been going for about a week and there will be a podcast released every day on our channel until christmas day that's how extensive our back catalog is isn't that cool that's very cool yeah and it's it's great to kind of get it all into one place we had it in two places and you know like our message went out it kind of consolidates things for us for our listeners um and we, we kind of want our ravens and pigeons to to be able to listen to our other content as well without having to you know struggle to find it or go looking for it you know it's there if they if you guys want it and that's that's kind of what we what we're hoping for is that you guys will just you know i've listened to the episode already um i've got some time to kill i've chuck on a podcast about you know smart house or you know, you know whatever else we've released toy story there's there's loads that's coming up jurassic park fight club you know it's not all kids films but it's not all crazy adult films either so i put saving private ryan out it's going out you yeah did? it's your favorite it's your favorite film of course oh, i don't think anyone will listen to it i'm i will but i'm not sure anyone else will well you saying that are these episodes have garnered more downloads than they ever did on any of our previous channels already instantly within a day they get more downloads than they did in their entirety on our original mighty 90s or on um you know the mighty ravens and just to say that some of these episodes they start with the intro of welcome to the mighty 90s and just to make it clear that was our first podcast and but now it's all just morphed under the ravens uh so yeah so when in the future when we cover well i'll talk about one we're going to cover soon but you know when eventually we cover titanic or any of these other ones it would just now be introduced as the same how we normally do it would be the ravens one tree hill movies and tv shows and tonight's film for debate is you know that kind of thing but dom i had an idea about so firstly that's awesome so all of that stuff's coming out so that's really dope and thank you everyone that's checking it out and downloading and please forgive some of the audio and things 
from those earlier episodes like we was working things out and you know we've got a good setup now but you know there's a bit of trial and error with these things uh but yeah thank you so much for checking it out really appreciate it and but dom i had an idea the other day because i watched the new home alone and i messaged you and said should we do one singular podcast episode discussing all six Yes, that's right. Six. Not everyone knows that. Most people, a lot of people were messaging me. Oh my God, there are six Home Alone movies. So should we do one episode where we cover all six Home Alone movies for Christmas? And you said... Absolutely. You filthy animal. <laughs> so we're, we're recording that, I think, in like the week after next, is it? I forget. It's in the calendar. but Yeah, it'll be the like 3rd of December, maybe. Right, right. So expect that to come, you know, sort of mid-December. Um, I've already watched all six of them. Oh, I haven't watched the first and second one, but I will. But seen them once a million times. But have you? You've only seen the first two, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've only seen the first two. I might have seen the third one when it was like chucked on TV at some point, but a long time ago. So I definitely need to rewatch them all. The first one just lives in memory. The second one as well. Um, but the rest of them, yeah, I also wasn't fully aware that there were six of them. So yeah, I'll be getting on that. Don't worry. I didn't know there were six. I knew that there was a third and I thought maybe there was a fourth, but like never seen them. Uh, but I will say that we're going to podcast it in a way so that if you haven't seen the other four, <laughs> then it will be okay. Like we're going to sort of explain what happens, you know, and the, the gist. So you can listen to that podcast episode about having to go and watch all of these movies uh, and it'll be fun. We'll compare them. We'll rank them. You know, it'll be good. It'll be a good time. So yeah, so so keep checking the feed. Something new will be there every day. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you all. And then last but last but last but not least, uh, I had a conversation with Patrick yesterday. And Patrick is Kid Keith. Kid Ghost Keith. Yeah, and uh, we... It was really interesting. Uh, it was. It's not. It's not very long. It's maybe like fifteen, twenty minutes. Um, I just need to edit that, and that will come out soon as well. But it's really interesting talking about his time on the show, uh, like you know the what the audition process was like, what it was like on set, all of those things, some of his memories, some scenes that he did that were cut. It's completely safe for you to listen to as well, Dom. Uh, so that will come out soon what was really jarring was he has the exact same face but he was drinking what i seem to imagine in like a tumbler glass like a single malt sort of scotch or whiskey or something while smoking like a like a vape pen like a not like a not like a weed one like a you know cigarette e-cigarette <laughs> yeah but it was but the e-cigarettes have the massive cloud when you blow it out okay right yeah that but it was just jarring it's just like you're meant to be like 12 years old and haunting down in a graveyard (laughs) oh that's cool i look forward to uh to hearing that hearing that one back yeah so all this cool stuff coming out again we appreciate everyone and then we are going to take a little break over Christmas. Uh, we're gonna—it's going to be two weeks there. One, 
uh, it's my son's birthday, and the other one is your dad's birthday, isn't it? I think a week apart. Yeah, yeah. So the the twenty second of December is my dad's birthday, which is a nightmare, but it's the same every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then a week before, on the fifteenth, is my son's birthday. So we're going to miss those two weeks, but we like I said, there's something being released every single day up until Christmas so tons of content and Dom maybe we can get in like a Christmas watch along maybe like on a different night like up you know near Christmas we could maybe watch a Christmas movie we could put a poll out and people could vote and it could be like classics you know it could be a home alone could be elf die hard (laughs) forget the poll (laughs) I'm not watching it I'm not watching elf (laughs) You do the watch on your own if it's Elf. Well, obviously as well, there are these One Tree Hill kind of themed Christmas movies. And I know uh, they're not One Tree Hill, but they have like the whole cast in. Uh, And I've never seen any of them. And I thought I have them, but I want to watch them, you know, with you and with our Ravens. But it'd be too early for us to watch them yet because they're uh, actors that haven't, debuted in one tree hill yet like it'd be a bit wasted if you know what i'm saying so unless someone has an idea of one that maybe just has like chad and hillary in or something like that like we could watch one like that so yeah let us know um where can they let us know dom on the socials instagram is at what at ravens what podcast that's correct. <laughs> it's at Ravens Podcast on Instagram, and then we have ravenshoops.net, where you can send us a message, find all our stuff. Links are everywhere. Links in the bio, links below. Find the link, click the link, look at all our stuff, go there. We've also got a shop. We've also got, you know, some merch. If you fancy some merch, get into that. Go and have a look. Keith is a slab of beef. Get that on a hoodie. The hoodies are awesome. They're so warm. I chucked mine on the other day. <laughs> It was morning, Keith, myself, saying he is just a slab of beef. I love him. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I, and your Mighty 90s hoodie's in the background there. It's never too far away. It's always and in you, reach. Always. You have two. You have two, don't you? I, I got you one, and then you bought a second, a backup. Yeah, I, I bought... Uh, I've got the original one that you got me, and I've got that one. I've also got a white one that has the old, a, a different Mighty 90s logo on it. Um, oh, damn. I've got a few, mate. Keeps us like beef. I've, you know, I've got all sorts. I've got one that says the Mighty Ravens on it as well. So I've, I, I'm building a collection of our own stuff, and I hope other people will check them out too. Staying dripped in our own merch. I <laughs> love that. It's a good talking point. People look at it and like Mighty Nineties. Like, wow, well, it's not called that, anymore, but. <laughs> Find it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a podcast I was on that doesn't exist anymore, but yeah, you can get it here at the Ravens. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, we, and in fact, that's a good point. We need to do a a new hoodie with the new logo on. I mean, the logo is the, the Ravens, the same as the Ravens one, but it says One Tree Hill movies and TV shows. So, hell yeah. Okay. So, sorry. This episode, I, I think. Again, I haven't had these conversations ever before, but to me, I've always thought that this was like a fan favorite 
episode because it's got those lighter aspects there's some things in here that have staying power like the brook yourself Mm. that's like t-shirt worthy that's something that is an ongoing joke you know for for a long time kind of like you know with well different i was gonna say with like lucas's squint being like an ongoing thing but that's because chad does that in real life and so i don't know if that directly compares to this but yeah who do you want to start with my man well firstly i want to i would just want to say that um at the end of the last or the middle to end of last episode when they were at the school having the party we we kind of both talked about that being a nice thing that brooke tried to do but it was the wrong thing and this was the right thing this this was the the way of kind of resetting and supporting each other and having that support network and that closeness rather than having a party with like dumb teenagers drinking and stuff this was kind of the right way to do it and it kind of pinged back to Rachel being like a good person because it was her idea and she wanted to get everyone together and make sure that they could they could have a good time so you know maybe we could start with Rachel and and go from there rather than starting with the main the main five yeah for sure so just as sort of a little synopsis here, this is where Rachel, Skills, Bevin, Lucas, Brooke, Nathan, Haley, and Mouth all go to uh, a cabin to. Was there someone missed. else I missed? Peyton, I think. I said, oh, so I was doing him in couples. Peyton. Pete. And of course, Pete. Pete Wentz from Fallout Boy. There's a lot to talk about with that. <laughs> yeah, there really I mean, is. I'll, I will. I will just say when you're with, you know, teenagers, and um, you know, they've all got like really healthy, good, thick head of hair on them, and then you flip over to Pete, and you can see, you know, a bit of a receding hairline going on. Look, Pete, I'm not hating on it. Okay, I'm 34. I almost. I almost started because I couldn't remember how old I was because numbers are insignificant now because I'm on my way to death. <laughs> um, but, I mean, every week I get sicker, Dom. <laughs> I can't start coming and nursing you. <laughs> well, as a as a 34-year-old man, look, I get it. You know, my hair, I mean, I'm lucky. I've got a good, good set of hair, a head of hair, set of hair. I've got, good, I've got some hair. But, you know, my hairline's not what it was. It's not like when I was younger and had like, like I've got pictures. I've got some pictures around here of when I was like in my late teens, you know, doing Camp America and stuff, and having like the old Zac Efron sweepy hair and stuff. You know, if I did that now, it's like, do you know what I mean? Like, it happens. It happens to us all. But the fact is, is we're men in our mid thirties, and we're not hanging around with teenagers. No, absolutely not. I mean, did did am I being harsh on Pete's hairline? I'm not saying he's got a bad hairline, but you understand what I'm saying? Like we all feel it, right? At a certain age. Do do you want to start with Pete and go into that? I just want to hear your perspective on this. I mean, if it feels like we need to keep going, then sure. Well, I'm getting my hair cut tomorrow, and sometimes I worry because look, it is you know, it's quite thick. Yeah, well... My hair's quite thick. It gets quite long. There's a lot of it. I'm not like bald. I don't have patches or anything. But you know, it's working its way back. I wake up in the morning and it's some of it's fallen out. 
you know. <laughs> I do this, and you know, some of it comes with my hand. That was me brushing my ha- hand through my hair. You know, these things happen, and it's age. And if you, I mean, my brother, my brother's in his late thirties. Um, God, he's going to be forty soon. That's scary. And um, his hair is like almost gone. He looks ridiculous. <laughs> But wait, has he, how is he, is he going out gracefully and just like cutting it short or is he hanging on with a little comb over situation? It's, it varies. Sometimes he goes like really short and just does like a number one all over. And then like at the moment he's like, I kind of, kind of like brushing it over, like combing it over and <laughs> hiding the, the patches <laughs> or wearing, it's... he wears a lot of hats now. <laughs> right well i mean we we have a mutual friend um who i'm confident will never listen to this podcast but i won't i won't name him anyway um but um and he uh he hanged on for a long time you know i'm talking hanging on with like really like pushing the hair in places and you know to hide things and whatever uh, but then more recently he's just succumbed to it and just just let it be let it go it looks so much better um but he also constantly wears hats but he also goes for a big beard i've noticed that about people that are bald they often think well i can grow hair somewhere motherfucker it's here on my face you know and they go does your brother go in with a big beard no, he hasn't got a big beard, I guess, because he's not at the same stage as our mutual friend. But, right. Uh, uh, you know, maybe he needs a manscaped. Could start controlling the downstairs area. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's such, you know, baldness in men, in anybody, you know, it, happen, it can happen to women as well. Uh, it's really tough, like the... Um, like you do feel really self-conscious again you and i we're both lucky we do have like quite you know we have thick hair which i think goes a lot longer i think like when you get people that have you know the the hair is getting really thin that's really tough i mean my my dad's got really good hair like he's got like i, I know but the, the thing that's scary about that it doesn't come from your dad does it is the old wives tale is that it's your mum's dad is the hair that you get have you heard that? Yeah, I think so. Like my mum's side of the family, like all the men, like lost their hair really early when they were quite young. <laughs> they're like they're, they're like bald by like in their twenties. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like I'm like lucked out. Look, look at that. It's all there. Yeah, yeah, it's there. <laughs> I mean, all right. So I, so I heard that and I thought, oh, Jesus, because like I said, my dad's got really good got a really good head of hair. Um, I saw a picture of um, my mum's dad. It it was like his head had been manscaped, you know. <laughs> Bald as coot. <laughs> but, but we'll see. We're doing all right at the moment. I'm also terrible with my hair. Like as in, like I, I usually shower twice a day. It's just my thing. I wash my hair every time I'm in the shower. It feels silly not to. Like as in, so I'll probably wash my hair 14 times a week. Um, that's probably not good for it, you know. But it's been all right for 34 years, so we'll see anyway pete he has hair uh but it's just you know we we when when you are an age you know the signs right and when you see like chad's hair or nathan's hair or mouth's hair or you know uh, i would say skills hair but he's he cuts his hair so short you can't see his hair but 
their hairlines are like pristine because they're like 23, 24 in real life, but playing, you know, 16, 17, 18. Pete Wentz, I think we did, we looked at this, didn't we? Is Wasn't he actually like 27, 26, 27 when he was filming this? Uh, yeah, he was in the brackets of 24 to 26. He was around that age. Right, okay. So he was in his mid tw- mid 20s. Uh, you know, I'd even, I would call 27 your mid 20s. I'd say 28, 29, you're in your late 20s here, right? But So he was in his mid 20s, but... Uh, his but he's playing against what's meant to be like seventeen, so he's like ten years her senior, mm. and he's and he's playing himself. So it's not as if he's playing a younger version of of someone else as well. He's playing himself. So his his like age and whatever is documented. It's not like it's a a lie or it's hidden. And he's and I mean in this episode, it's even brought up, isn't it? Between them about their age, so are we starting with this? Should we just start with this? Let's <laughs> I mean... start. Let's start with 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 Peyton and Pete because there's there's a, a fair amount to unpack there. I've got some bones to pick with one of the lines in particular. Um, oh God, <laughs> what line is it? I need to know. It's like thanks for coming on this walk with me, and they've only walked fucking literally six feet from the house thanks for coming on this walk with me the doctor says it's good for my leg you literally walked down some steps about six feet and then sat down it wasn't a walk and then he was like oh i'm glad i came on this walk with you it wasn't a walk it wasn't it was barely even a stroll You, you practically rolled out a fucking bed and ended up on a bench outside the fucking cabin or whatever it is it's ridiculous it's an absolute joke yeah that's fair, and that's a it fair reaction. It wasn't like Skills and Bevan that have been gone for like 17 hours. That's true. She knew which way north was, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's true. It's, they didn't walk. Fair. Fair comment, fair reaction. Uh, I mean, we're doing this all out of order. Um, I mean, let's, let's talk about Pete. Let's, let's sort of leave Peyton and just okay. talk because it sort of jumps in the middle. Pete arrives in the morning. I always to assume he's been on an all night bender or something, or he's been out partying all night, or been you know he just got there and he's making breakfast. Yeah, um, I think he was there. My my kind of assessment of it is that he turns up like really really late or like early hours of the morning. Right. Okay. So he's he's turned up. Has found sleep. like message painting is like I'm here. She's let him in. They've gone to bed, and then he's the first to get up because she's not surprised when she sees him in the morning, unless he Good messages and is like, "Oh, I'm at the cabin. I've kind of let myself in. I'm doing this, that, and the other. Come down when you're ready." Yeah, but that's was, a good point. There was no like excitement from her that he was there. I mean, the initial shock of fucking Brooke kissing him. And Wait, hang on. He didn't stop Wait. it, did he? Wait, wait, we got to get to that. What? <laughs> We're at that. Is this the next bit? No, wait, wait, because she said, yes, because I never thought of it like that. I've always thought that it's that he's just arrived there at like eight in the morning or whatever time it is. He's let himself in and just started making breakfast. But that makes sense what you were saying. So I can, I can see it that way. But yeah, Brooke comes down. Oh, we're at that sees... bit now, are we? Okay, go on. <laughs> go on. <laughs> No, you go, you go, go. 
Now go on. Uh, yeah, I so hate... Brooke comes down. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I hated this. I hated this. This guy is a sexual predator for, for teenagers. It's a joke. Because she goes up to him. She has a little kiss with him. Like, she's super flirty with him. And he just... He takes it on. He's not pulling away. He's not going, whoa, 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 what are you doing? He's just all in with that. He's all in with that. Well, there's a couple... Right, yeah. Okay, there's a couple things here. One, is Pete... Wen- I mean, look, I didn't know. I wasn't around uh, this fandom in that time. And, you know, also I'm not a teenage girl. Surprise, surprise. But would is Pete Wentz like that sort of celebrity that you'd think you're dreaming because he's in front of you so I'm gonna make out with him like you know like like a Brad Pitt Nicolas Cage and Con Air kind of figure you know oh, <laughs> Nicolas Cage and considering that um, Peyton has been saying all along that he's gonna turn up why would Brooke suddenly go oh I was having a dream it just doesn't make any sense but it also makes it seem like if Peyton hadn't come downstairs or come into the room, that, um, I mean, what was Pete? Pete could have, she thought she was dreaming. Pete could have got away with anything. What was he going to do next? He's going to pull his wang out and just be like, here's breakfast. Eggs <laughs> over easy. <laughs> right? Like, here's a sausage sandwich to start the day off. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, Don't dude. worry about the mayo. That will come in a minute. But oh, the... no. <laughs> I got called so lowbrow last week. Like, like more than ever. I get called it every By week. Who? By, By you. who? By you on this podcast. And I, this honestly, is a podcast. you just smashed it. <laughs> you smashed that to pieces. He's got a beer in his hands. And his uh, hands. <laughs> I... <laughs> That has Brooke and Pete. Don, we started off this podcast talking about our sponsors, which is bullshaving. (laughs) I mean, mean, uh, how we landed that as the perfect sponsorship for this podcast, which generally goes out to a majority female audience. (laughs) I think we got it just to piss off Lex. Yeah, Lex, now we're being paid to talk about bulls. What <laughs> What now? <laughs> but right, okay. So Peyton comes in and Brooke's like, oh, sorry, I thought I was dreaming. But like what you said, well, Pete knew that this wasn't a dream. <laughs> so why are you allowing this to happen? And not only just allowing, it's not like when Peyton kissed Lucas in the library and he kind of just let it happen, but he didn't really like kiss her back, you know. Because of you know the tinny taste that we were talking about, <laughs> blood in her mouth. Peyton, you've looked better. <laughs> but, but the um, but no, he's fully aware and he is kissing back. Mm. I mean, I don't. I'm not sure that this is a forgivable moment, is it? I'm pretty sure he sort of holds on as well. He like embraces the hip. Her. He's not like pulling her but there's a there's there's more contact there so it's it's not like it's like a oh i don't i don't know what's oh i'm being kissed all of a sudden oh what a surprise you know it's not like a shock kiss it's a oh no this she's she's moved in for it yeah i'm just gonna go with it 
Like, he's made a choice. He's made a choice. Like there's a moment where he had a choice. He could have. He could have just been like, "Oh whoa, oh what am I doing? Oh no, this is a mistake." But no, he was like, "What up?" Is that because he's like, "These are teenagers." I know that at the end of this episode, I mean, it, he's not saying episode in his head. He's saying at the end of this weekend, I'm going to drive away and I'm going on tour and I'm probably never going to see Payton again. So I can kiss whoever I like. Probably kissed Rachel on the way in. Oh, gosh. That's why, sure, she wants a goat's cheese omelette, doesn't she? Or give her some kind of cheese. Oh. oh you're so low. Low brow. <laughs> what does that even mean? What does low brow even mean? You don't even know what it means that you call me it every week. No, I'm thinking about brow, eyebrow. What does the brow part mean? Should we Google it? He's Googling. He loves a Google. Ask Jeeves. I guess I like lowbrow is meant to be. What? It's to do with it's to do with like lack of intelligence, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So not like I know highly, what it. I... Not highly intellectual, or cultured. Lowbrow. I know. I know. I know what it means. I just. I guess I'm talking about the etymology of the word. I know that you struggle with palindromes and some words like that. So. That's all, that's talking about the origin of a word. Just, nothing nothing just you case. said was a palindrome. Just I don't struggle with palindromes. No, no. Generally, you struggle with understanding <laughs> definitions of palindromes, synonyms. Um, Do you think just... low lowbrow has come from because cavemen have supposedly had high, uh... high maybe like a high forehead and a low yeah. brow. A bit yeah, ne- yeah. Bit Neanderthal, Neanderthal, and they're a bit yeah. thick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll do this for the rest of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a caveman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, you you've got it. You're there. No, you're not low brow, and you're very smart. Hey, you wasn't. You didn't ever do any time in the mobile outside in primary school. Do you remember there was like there was the primary school, and then there was a little mobile, which is like this little like I don't know little building outside. Yeah, and you didn't do any time in there. I remember I was in there. They put me in there once, and I remember seeing the other guys in there, and I and I was only in there once. They decided no, it's not for me. It's lucky, and they put me back into you know the main river there um (laughs) (laughs) the regular flow (laughs) but you know when um when i started secondary school we did like a test uh in like the opening week and and this i didn't didn't know this at the time but this test determined what levels you were going to be in for the next two years like sets like you know set one being like the cleverest and all the way down to set six being the bottom now, I've never been, like, particularly gifted at academics, but I've been, like, in the middle, just like an average, and that is completely fine with me. Mm. Um, but I don't know what happened on this day. I mean, I'm a daydreamer. Maybe I was really daydreaming hard, but they put me in set six for everything, um, and it was two years before I got out of it, and then they put me in, like, the middle sets. But that's uh, tough, man. Like it's it's tough because you you're labeling kids, you know, and then you got and then you're also being you're not being taught at the higher level, you know. 
It's all good. I made it out. I've got a business, got a wife, got a kid, got, you know, got an account. Podcast. <laughs> well done. Well done. I don't that need this. Good. I don't need this. That was good. Have you seen that thing that 50 Cent said? You know, and I didn't go to Harvard, but the people that work for me did. There you go. All the moves. All the moves. Uh, no, yeah, it all worked out for Simon. It's all right, guys. Um, <laughs> right, let's let in Magdalena. Oh, be brave. Hold your nerve. Here comes Magdalena. So we are back with the the danger woman herself. Put up your shields. Lock away anyone that you care about magdalena's here magdalena how we doing really well thanks guys uh glad to be back great to have you back we're, we're glad to have you here we we can keep you in sight we know we're safe because we know where you are are you sure you <laughs> hiding somewhere this is just have you oh, checked God. your um closets and Crawl spaces. I will never what? check them again. <laughs> Magdalena, how do you feel about this reputation of, uh, you know, being able to commit crime and murders and perfectly get away with them? I kind of enjoy it. Um, I just I remembered uh, randomly today because I was speaking to someone about like um, favorite movies and stuff like that, and I remembered that um, I don't know if you guys have seen Gonger. But I had quite a few people say that this that's something that I would have pulled. And yeah, I'm fine with that. What a reputation. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great it's a great movie, though. Well, speaking of movies, TV shows, has your TV shows changed or updated since the last time you were on? The fact that you don't have to have One Tree, One Tree Hill in your top five anymore. Does that change anything? Um. Well, I I think the top still stays, but now if I can remove one to Hill, which still is would be on that list, but obviously we're doing it a bit differently this time. I would probably add. So I had like um, Prodigal Son, I had Cold Case, I had the People versus OJ, and I'm forgetting my fourth one or fifth one back then. Um, oh God. Oh, this is, um, I'm trying to think. I've got it. Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds. I would add uh, FBI now, which is a current show, or to be cheeky, I would say maybe the FBI, the whole FBI franchise, because they have FBI, then FBI Most Wanted, and FBI International. So it's three. They sometimes do like crossover episodes, which, um, Dom probably knows because he's watching Chicago Fire and that's by the same creator. And they also have like the Chicago Fire PD and Med and they do crossovers. So I'll be chicken, I say the FBI franchise. So it's kind of three shows, but they do episodes together. So we'll nice. allow it. Very nice. They're all, they're all created by uh, Dick Wolf. I think you messaged yes, me about, yes. about this, this series, didn't you? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's awesome, yeah. Really well put together shows, and and when they cross over as well, they they're really good. They do a good uh, mixture of the 
like and a good combination of all the shows. So yeah, awesome, good choices. Uh, one thing, like a big shout out to Katie who was on last week, who said we should be asking our Ravens what their favorite Christmas movie is. So Magdalena, what's your favorite Christmas like film, movie, whatever? Um, what what stands out to you as like the best Christmas film ever? Oh God, I need. I forgot this question was coming. Um, don't like Christmas movies. The only one I'll say I like is the classic Home Alone, which I remember was always on TV, and that's what I would watch. But I don't watch Christmas movies. Uh, I'm out. Just leave me out of this, please. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, I'll do. not I like really. <laughs> I was actually going to say that last time we didn't do. Um, I was because obviously we talked for quite a long time last time. I didn't uh, do my uh, favorite bed movie last time, so I've got two to, two this time to make up for it. Um, so <laughs> some I remember basically when I was last recording with you guys that someone like an episode or a couple episodes before me said uh, Crossroads with Britney Spears was one. So I was like, oh, they stole my movie, but it's been now a while um, since they said that, so I'm going to bring that back up. So Crossroads. Um, nice. And then the second one, I'm pretty sure, like, there are going to be either no one or just a couple of people that even heard of this movie. It's called uh, True Confessions of a Hollywood Star- Starlet. It's a movie, Lifetime movie with Jojo, the singer, not Jojo Siwa, the Jojo um with leave get out jojo so it's you can tell that that movie is like probably shot within like two weeks or something but it's just like her the lines that she has i have quoted her lines in real life more than once from that movie i just find it really funny so um but i do think it's not it's not a good movie but I find it hilarious, and I think her acting is pretty good in it. Excellent. Excellent. Love it. Well, we'll continue to ask, you know, when you're back on to keep us updated. But Magdalena, this is a this is a big episode. Uh, we haven't really started talking about it. Uh, we wanted to wait until you were on. Plus, we were just going on massive tangent about how inappropriate pete wentz is i mean oh god how how do you feel about pete in within one tree hill obviously up to this point we don't know if we'll see him again or not but yeah how do you feel about him well i'm glad you asked because uh and i'm glad i'm the uh i'm guessing i'm the first guest on today um mm-hmm. because that's what i wanted to point out i want really wanted to talk about this because I've got things to say. <laughs> um, let's, let's have it. I, without spoiling things, out of all nine seasons of One Tree Hill, with think crazy things happen. Dom, you know crazy things happen later on, but we know crazy things like even now, Dan shooting Keith, all the car crashes, all just crazy things happening. I think the whole Pete Wen storyline is still the least believable. And I say that because I feel like that could... We'll, we'll get to the part about how inappropriate it is that he's like in his mid-20s and she's in high school. But even just... I find it really in, um, 
like unrealistic in a sense that like it is very random that this rock star is into this teenager and like obviously Tree Hill is like this small town like I feel like this storyline could have worked in a show like Gossip Girl or 90210 or the OC where it's like these rich kids so that just makes sense for them to kind of mingle with that crowd I understand obviously they met when Peyton was organizing the concert but I just think like if that storyline like I said was on in one of those shows where it's like all these rich small teenagers it would make slightly more more sense and One Tree Hill is it's just random it makes no sense and um yeah it's very weird and then I guess what you probably agree on the age difference and the the power dynamic horrendous so what one thing i said a minute ago magdalena is that he is playing himself he's not playing a younger version of himself or he's not playing a younger person like the others are meant to be so in this one tree hill reality he is pete wentz and he is 20 like are we saying this is filmed in 2006 around there when i looked he was like 26 25 something like that like that's why i said mid 20s so something like that so he was born in 1979, okay. so if this is about 2006, he'd no, have been 27. No, this is 2000, uh, 2004, 2005, because 2003 is when it uh, season one aired, so four or five, so I think it was uh, shot in 2005. Okay, so he's he's 26, yeah, so, yeah, tw- at the very least, yeah. hanging around with 17-year-olds. Yes. It's a bit weird. And he's kissed multiple 17-year-olds in this episode. Yes! So <laughs> I just find it really odd. He's probably the loveliest man ever. You know, I, I I would never say anything like bad about him other than his like character moment in this in this program because it's just so creepy. And again, not his choice, but he's kind of saying to a schoolgirl, oh, "It's okay. Is it okay for me to miss you?" And it, it's it's like weird fantasy that he seems to have. It's very very odd. I find it all very very odd, and I, I did not enjoy it at all. I just remembered I was going to look it up and then I forgot. So, but I remember like, prob- like just towards the beginning of when drama Queens came out, um, there was an article uh, with like an interview of Hil- Hilary Burton. And she said that she feels kind of like, I don't know if it was like, she feels sorry or something like that for Pete because he was, she was like her, his character was so inappropriate and he was playing himself. But again, like you said, he wasn't his choice in that sense um but how obviously everyone else if they're playing douchebags and stuff like that they're playing a character whereas he's playing himself so it's like some people might think that's how he is in real life how do you like kind of separate that because he's he isn't he it's he it it's his real name it's his real persona so yeah i think like she spoke about it but i don't know details because i've seen like a headline maybe two three months ago so i haven't but she mentioned that, and I think, yeah, that's a good point. That I'm guessing it's all kind of publicity for Fallout Boy, because I assume they, he he then talks about going on tour, and she says, "Oh, you're going off on tour. You know how how is this going to operate? How do we do this? How do we do that?" So I assume that it kind of probably did lead into a tour, and they were doing something. So maybe it's maybe it's linked with that, and it's meant to be big publicity for the for the group as well as. Bring in some, 
bring in some viewers to the show. You know, Fallout Boy fans will now be what like will have picked up on the fact that he is in this show and then go, oh, I'm going to watch it because you know Pete's in it, and then people will pick it up and go, oh, okay, I love it. So it's, it's clever marketing. It's just done in a super creepy way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. actually very curious about your prediction because so far, you at first you, you thought he wouldn't uh, be back, then you uh, then like in when in the last episode he was back, but in quotation marks because we didn't actually physically see him and now so far this is his biggest appearance what do you think is going to happen next with with him well there's kind of a sign-off between him and Peyton at the limo when he's like leaning out it's the biggest limo I've ever seen as well which is just crazy um to go and pick him up in the middle of the woods but it just it kind of felt like a this this was like a goodbye and maybe we'll see each other again, but it's it's not likely. So that it was kind of a, you know, I'll I'll think about you, and am I okay to think about you? But that's that's kind of it. Or I can follow you on your podcast, and that that's pretty much I think it. I think he's done now. Okay, and did you but, expect that he would have such a big appearance in this episode? No, I you know with the fact that it kept going on and on, I, I thought maybe it will be a text. I can't make it because I'm stuck in, you know, Nebraska and I can't get back. You know, something random like that. It would just be something really, really weird. Um, but the fact that he turned up, I was I was surprised. It was it was a big shock. But I was you know, fair play to to like him and Fall Out Boy and whatever for for making their appearance in the episode for for Ellie at the the concert. And I suppose like having this recurring moment for him isn't really his fault because again, publicity for the band, probably doing it just to to keep the ball rolling, and also probably getting paid a lot of money for like Fallout Boy fans to then you know pay a bit of interest in One Tree Hill. So it, it's difficult. It's a difficult situation, but I I can't see him being back in this show. I really really can't. I think that that's got to be it. Okay, thank you. I, I was really curious what your reaction was and. Uh, sorry, Simon, we kind of slightly took over today. Oh, I thought he'd gone. <laughs> I, can, I can leave. That's okay. No, it's like uh, you, you deserve a break sometimes, man. You, you do such, a, you're such hard work and such a good job of hosting it and questioning and asking me this and pointing me in this direction and misdirecting me that sometimes it's nice to just let you have that moment of chill and let Magdalena just take over. <laughs> let me grill folks. <laughs> I don't. I I feel unnerved when you pay pay me compliments. <laughs> they're, they're so seldom. Don't. That I don't. <laughs> Do you know what's funny is Dom is so complimentary to me off of the podcast, and then we record and we have to talk about manscaping and balls, and it all just goes downhill. Uh, uh, no, you know I love you. Um, okay, well. Can I just say, right, so let's say if he's 27, right, that's, I mean, 26, but let's just say if he was 27, which would make him, like, 10 years older than what they're playing, would that, would we still classify that as him, that's him at the end of his mid-20s? Like, I'm just, I'm intrigued by this. Would we say that your early 20s is, like, 20, 21, 22, and then maybe your mid and 23 maybe mm, and then your mid-20s are like 24 25 26 27-ish and then your late 20s are 28 29 going into 30 something like that I think I think he's he's on that border isn't he? he's mid to late going in yeah, yeah. yeah. so like I, w- I would say that we are 
like early to mid 30s right because we're 34 okay yeah because like the four five six that's kind of that's the the, that's That's like the real mid but we're we're like the early to mid so we're we're right so maybe proper mid which is 35 so So maybe you'd like 33 would be like your transitional year for going from early to mid and maybe 27 would be his transitional year is going from mid to late sort of 20s right yeah yeah i think that makes i like i like that well i actually do you know what i actually can't remember what happens with pete Wentz. i actually can't um be a nice surprise for you as well sorry (laughs) What did you say, Magdalena? Do you mean you don't remember what happens after this episode? Or yeah, I can't. I can't remember. Okay. So we'll we'll see. But let's. But yeah. Well, let, let's take it back to the beginning. Um, so Magda, can we call you Magda? I've done it a few times before, but I'm just checking. Is that cool? Quite funny because you usually call me Magdalena and most people call me Magda. It's like my parents call me Magdalena when I'm in trouble. So I've only just gotten used to hearing my name like that without fearing it. <laughs> well, you should fear it because this is the colonel speaking, <laughs> Dom. Oh, God. Say it. Who? What do I get you to say? I've forgotten. You should say, you should say call me colonel. Call oh, me my, colonel oh, now. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have to because you don't even know. <laughs> The colonel is ill and having some sort of breakdown. Not well. I think I'm going to... Oh, colonel. been a lot... <laughs> You've been ill every week. Yes! You're I so know. Crazy. Are you sure you're okay? No, I think it's a long-term illness. I think maybe I'm like allergic to the podcast because it just <laughs> happens around this kind of time. It might be just something like you've had... The way you've been diagnosed with your um, asthma-like... Now, now it's going to be another long-term illness that all of a sudden showed up in your early to mid-30s. That's, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I think I'm just on the uh, the long road out, to be honest, Magdalena. I don't know if, I'll, I don't know if I'm a niner. If, <laughs> if... <laughs> who, who do I get to replace you? Who's going to guide me through the rest? I'll carry on. Oh, Magdalena would say herself, I would think. Oh, you wouldn't cause... even mourn me, would you? You'd do one episode of grief and then out to a cabin and then get on with the podcast. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, need to put up a post on Patreon and ask who has a cabin we can go to. Definitely. Facts. Wait, wait. Magda, we haven't spoken about Twitter. What's happening on Twitter? Yeah, I was, was going to say, I was just finishing listening to the epi- uh, three, obviously the last episode you did. And for the first time in a while, you shouted out. I was like, shit. Um, I'm going to get back on it. I've just I recently got two jobs, two new jobs. And it's been a bit of a crazy time. But I'm slowly yeah. getting back into like a normal routine because it was literally like I, I had about three weeks where I did seven days in a row work, one day off, another seven days. So I've literally... Uh, been like a zombie but i'm getting back on it i'm planning some stuff i'm I'm really sorry don't fire me but well well, magda (laughs) see the thing is you got two new jobs and that's great but before that you had a job so you actually have three jobs and the first job is you should be out there promoting engaging 
talking to the One Tree Hill community on Twitter. I am ashamed. Dom, have a go at Magdalena. Magdalena, um, I can only apologise for for Simon. Don't worry, he'll have his job soon. And <laughs> I'll be dead soon, Magdalena. Then you can have your day. <laughs> uh, it's cool that you got like two jobs and you're working hard. So like we we appreciate everything you do anyway. And Simon is kidding, but. Yeah, of course. Sort yourself out. Get on the Twitter. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. That's on the to-do list for sure. Nice. No, super happy for you that you got you got your jobs going and all of that stuff. That's that's awesome, and we appreciate everything you do for you know the Twitter and you know just engaging and you being there from day one. You know how we feel about you. We live in fear, but it's a fear of love. <laughs> you know that there's a fine line between fear and love. You know and you're just right there on the cusp which is the perfect place to be but who who do you want to talk about i'd like to talk about nathan or i guess nathan and Haley. yeah that's kind of do them in in like the couplets i guess because that kind of makes sense uh so just uh so we'll get to the cabin but just quickly nathan has a nice moment when he's picking up lucas where he sees the picture of Keith, right? And then Karen's got the picture, the same picture. I was going to point that out. I'm glad that you've noticed it as well. Like, dude, he's been there for them all alone since Lucas was a child, and they don't have more than one picture of them together. (laughs) (laughs) They kept Lucas's part of the picture in the shadow as well. Just so, because obviously... guessing it's not Lucas or is a picture of Chad Michael Murray that they've like photoshopped together or something from when he was a kid but but yeah um and so they get to the cabin and Luke uh, Nathan's whole thing is that he's gonna re-propose to Haley with with the ring and so he's gotta get the ring um talk to us about it Dom set it up for us um kind of exactly what you said that the he he takes the ring he goes out for a little ride and Nathan does just have a, a nice episode um there's there's no sort of malice or anything like that and it's they, they try to make it entertaining with the whole ring situation in that Nathan has the ring he's taking it off of her at the beginning of the episode without Haley's knowledge and tells Lucas so Lucas is the first person he tells and he kind of explains that you know Keith and Karen never got the opportunity to to share their love with their family and 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 have the wedding so this is kind of what he wants to do is kind of be able to share that with all the people he loves with his friends and family get everyone together and have like a really really nice you know day and kind of spread a bit of joy and a bit of you know and it's such a nice thing and it is really really nice and it's it's lucas that kind of points out to him that Haley is going to freak and panic about losing this ring and he's like yeah i know you know but it's kind of like jovial and then Haley spends the entire episode just being a complete wreck trying to find it um except obviously when it falls back on her hand mysteriously but it's yeah nathan just kind of has that really sort of touching episode he's very i almost felt like the episode he had is the episode lucas should have had because he's really thinking about Keith a lot more. He's really thinking about family. And Lucas is almost like, yeah, I'm kind of moving on now. You know, there's even that one moment where Lucas is looking out the window and he's just like, oh, I'm just looking at It's so beautiful out there. And that's kind of it. There's no real mention of Keith and everything that's happened. It's just kind of just looking at how beautiful the world is. And I suppose that's, a, you know, life short. we got to take it all in while it's here. But he doesn't go into that 
Um, but but Nathan really does. Nathan is just like Karen and Keith missed out. I don't want to miss out. I want Haley to have everything. I want me and her to have this wonderful moment. And this is what what needs to happen. And and Lucas is just like, oh, you know, if you don't have the ring, change your plans and do something a bit different. And he's like, no, I've done that the whole time. Like, we've always had to adapt. We've always had to change. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to do something lovely, something nice. And that's the way it's got to be. What a great episode he had. He had such a nice episode. I'll shut up now. Mag- Magda? What, what were yeah, you, what I just love the sentiment of him being like, no, I, like this is something I want to do for her and for us. And I don't want to have to change the plan. We've always had to adjust everything we're doing because this happened, that happened. I want this one thing to be perfect. And um, yeah, what you said as well. So you said about how um, how he was speaking about he wants uh, Keith and Carl never got a chance to do it. Um, obviously, that scene at the beginning where he's looking at that photo, and then when they're like in the middle of playing uh, the game, when they have the uh, I never, he walks out, and again he's like, "Oh, I've never spent um, enough. T- I-, I didn't spend enough time with him." And he, like you, Dom uh, pointed out, he is very much like thinking so much about Keith uh, more than Lucas. Um, which is interesting, but maybe it's because Lucas did, like, obviously he's hurt, and I think maybe Lucas has gone through all that, like, that last episode with all the stages of grief and all that stuff, maybe he's just gone through all those stages and let it out, whereas um, Nathan didn't, maybe it didn't hit him straight away like that, and, like, now he's, like, seeing it um, and um, realising, like, oh, like, he was this person that affected everyone and he was my uncle but because of my dad I didn't spend enough time with him but now he's starting to be like oh maybe like it's something like I could have and and would have liked to do and it's too late now and he's just uh yeah I think I really like Nathan in this episode I think he had a great arc and just the what he wanted to do for him and for Hayley Obviously, there was quite a few comedic moments with the whole still in the ring, then losing the ring, and then still still in it back. But um, yeah, the sentiment of of him wanting to do something for them uh, to show that to show Haley that they're back on track, but also show everyone else how much they love each other. So yeah, that, I think that was great. Nice, awesome, what a great sort of answer there as well uh, i've got i've got i've actually got a question for for simon a very very quick question for simon in ter- we never really discussed kind of your ratings or rankings or feelings about kind of all the other characters because luke we always kind of joke that lucas is up there and he's your main guy and he's the one but that's it's mainly because he's the one that you first connected with which is which is <laughs> great and he always kind of has that special place for you and then as we have like like the watch along last week lucas was getting a lot of bad press um uh if you remember the game we played so i kind of want to get your gauge of like the standings of everyone and and like kind of where nathan sits in your standings of like all the characters because he's one that we like when he's having his nice moments his nice episodes we kind of go oh isn't he lovely it's great and we move on but when he's having his bad episodes you know and he was being nasty nathan we're kind of like oh we're a bit more riled up about him and think he's funny or there's this there's that so i just kind of want to know where he sits with you and what your where yeah just kind of where he sits with you basically 
I I like Nathan. I I just have to add that to Magdalena's point that he didn't grieve much in the last episode because Nathan was so occupied with trying to sleep with Haley throughout that whole episode. <laughs> he so didn't, he didn't try. He didn't. Yeah, this is him grieving for the first time. I I've, I really like Nathan throughout the throughout the show. Even when he's bad, Nathan at the beginning, I still like him as being the antagonist. But I think that. Uh, yeah, he. I, I. He's never. I always prefer Lucas um, because he is the person that I identified with and identify too. But yeah, I like him. I like all of them. I, I. I. I think when I first watched the show, I was way more interested in his storylines and Lucas's storylines. And I think I've said this before because I felt more in line with it or it was more relatable and i think on these more on these rewatches i feel myself aligning and understanding and appreciating the uh, female characters storylines as well but yeah he's always high he's like in the top three always i'd say or top five and and does it yeah. change does it fluctuate for you do you sometimes think oh he's being a like a t- like you know you know, I I think Brooke is great. I think she's a brilliant character, and she's it's so well performed by Sophia Bush. But there are the episodes where I really dislike um, Brooke, and I think she's horrible, and she really drops in my estimations, and then she kind of builds her way back up. Do, does Nathan ever do that for you? I I, I actually think Nate, Lucas does that for you quite a bit. Where there's he has his episodes, but you're like. I'm always going to forgive him because he's like my first love of this show. So do, do, do yeah. the others do that for you as well? You know, not necessarily just Nathan, but do the others kind of build themselves up to a point, drop back down and kind of change depending on not only what's going on in the, the season that we're in or, you know, what kind of what's happening, but also your, I suppose, your age and time and experiences has changed. So does that affect kind of where they stand with you as well? yeah for sure i think mouth is the best example of that because i love mouth but he does he can be really annoying and do things that i think are wrong so yeah they all go up and down i I think nathan is more one that you kind of understand consistently i mean is that how you feel magdalena about nathan is kind of one that even when he's on his down moments she's still a sort of right of like rooting for him because you know that he can turn it around i was actually gonna ask a very similar question but you, you've now mentioned most mentioned mouth. But I was going to ask with the core five, has your to- uh, most liked out of the top five core five, and then least like changed throughout the roaches? Because personally, for me, and I had actually that conversation months ago now with I think Maureen, where we were talking about our favorites and least favorites from just the core five, and for me, um. I kind of it is a bit of a cop out when I so I like to just say it's like Nathan's my favorite male and Brooke is my favorite female. If I had to pick, it would be Brooke as favorite. But I think it's kind of similar to you with Lucas, where like it's because she's been my favorite at, from the beginning. But they're like head like going, they're just leechy like they're they're both almost in first place for me. Uh, Haley is always in place the middle place plays a third place and for the longest time um Peyton was was my least favorite and with I think the rewatch I did last year and this rewatch Lucas has gone down to my fifth like it was always Peyton that was the, my, my least liked but um with age and with rewatches I decided that Lucas is worse than Peyton personally for me um 
But I like that. Obviously, like your your favorite person is my least favorite person. But like, I like that we have obviously different them. But that's how I've felt that Haley's always in the middle. Nathan and Brooke at the top, but Brooke due to more like nostalgia because she was my first. She was the first character I fell in love with in the show, and then yeah, Peyton was my most hated for ages, and now it's like yeah, look, sorry. Yeah, and it does change with age and rewatches and perspective and what's going on in your life and all of those things. Well, Dom, how would you rank them? The people that are in the cabin from your favourite to least favourite, take Pete out of it because, well, he's not a young person. Um, <laughs> how would they be? Do, do you want just the five or am I including Mouth and Rachel? Uh, well, I assume, I don't think they'll crack your top five anyway, so... I think Rachel will be bottom, and then Malph, I can't imagine, will be that high up, because he's media. Yeah, we're media. Uh, yeah, you're right. Oh. They'd be six and seven, so. Um, my top five would be... It's close. It's very close for the top two, but it's Nathan, Brooke, um, Haley sitting in the middle there as well, uh, and then... This also changes for me quite regularly, but I'm going to go Lucas Payton. So Lucas is fourth, and then Payton. But sometimes as well, that like Lucas could be third, and Haley could be fourth. It, it kind of depends what's happening. So for most of season two, Haley was fifth. So <laughs> like well, it, does, actually, it does change, you know. Do you know what Dom? I, I'm going to be paraphrasing, but uh, a Raven said, um, you know. Not to disagree, this is on ravensuits.net, not to disagree with Dom, um, but, favourite phrase, definitely about to disagree with Dom. Uh, They said, um, you know, Lucas is a flawed character and ups and downs and this, that and the other, but isn't that the same for Hayley in season two and the fact that she does things that we don't like and so on and so forth but then we appreciate that she learns from it changes comes back and now we you know we love her again in season three you know and is isn't that is that not a bit unfair on lucas something around that i might have been paraphrasing a little bit do you know who wrote that dom kiri your friend kiri ha (laughs) (laughs) oh well i will be having words with kiri about that uh but like, if you were to ask me on an episode-by-episode episode basis how the, the five, like, the standing of the five, it would change. So, like, the, the funeral episode, for example, you know, I picked Lucas as, as the best character because, he, you know, he had definitely pushed his way to the top in that episode. So uh, I look at it with, like, as a, as a kind of broad stroke. Like an overall so with. far what you've seen. Yeah, but there's but there's definite there's definite changes and yeah, fair enough. I'll, I'll take that on on board. What Kiri said, you know, she didn't say it to me, so whatever. <laughs> I just wanted Behind to say your that back. I feel like what Kiri said. Yes, Haley was flawed in season two, but without even going into further episodes, Lucas had was very flawed in all of the seasons so far. I will. Aren't, aren't we all Magdalena? Well, yes, aren't we all? But... Yeah. Lucas more than the rest. Yeah. <laughs> hey, sometimes the greater downs create the greater ups, you know. Sometimes, like we were just saying this, sometimes you have to be put in set six to overcome these things, you know. But, um, okay, well, 
uh, let's let's continue talking about this. So Nathan also they they go to a sun kissed event because you know why not sponsors. Um, the no, DJ I'm... is hilarious. I love the DJ. I'd have to say before Moves. you before you move on from the they go to a sun kissed thing, right? They just happen to be in in this cabin in the middle of nowhere, but in the neighboring town from where this cabin is. It just so happens to be a, like a sunkist party that they're going to, and it's just lunacy. But like the sponsorship was great, and the car. I want the car. I want the sunkist car. <laughs> Can we make that happen? Can we find it? I want the car. I don't care about anything else. Get me the car. Okay, you've heard him, Ravens. <laughs> even even you pigeons. <laughs> Don't be a pigeon. Become a raven. Well, but the reason I bring it up is because our boy Nathan, our boy Nathan can't dance. (laughs) I was going to say that. He cannot dance, bless him. I can't dance either, it's fine. But I have to stay clear of the dance floor. You know what I'm saying? Or slow dances only. Hold on to your lady and just sway until the song stops. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how they play into it. It's kind of like that. I don't know if it's an inside joke. It's not really an inside joke because we're kind of in on it. But it's like, yes, James Nathan is a terrible dancer, and then Mouth is a great dancer, and they kind of make um, they don't stray from showing him being a bad dancer. I think it's really cool that he's like now kind of afraid to, I guess, almost like make fun of himself in that way so and i love the um hayley dancing with her gloves <laughs> because she's trying to hide the fact that she lost the ring again so did we notice that my boy chad can dance though is there anything he cannot do basketball but besides that <laughs> <laughs> but where's that where's that come from because he's gone from being like this nervous wreck to all of a sudden having suave moves it didn't fit for me i thought this is so strange because in in like the boy toy episode i know he's quite shy anyway but he's coming out and it's like do a little dance on the stage and he's just sort of hands in pockets shoulders you know up above his head and he's just doing a little bit of a sway and that was about it you know and and there was kind of there's just a complete lack of confidence in him then i suppose you know fair enough maybe he's a bit more confident now um, I mean, he's dealt with a, a school shooting. He's, you know, feeling good to be alive, I suppose. But all of a sudden, he's he's got these moves that he didn't have before, and it just it just didn't it didn't quite sit right. I, I think he should be just as shit at dancing as Nathan, to be fair. But never mind. But, but Dom, there's a couple things there. Like the first one is thank you for noticing he has good good moves. I'm glad that you could acknowledge that and that you saw that. Two. Have you ever had a can of delicious ice cold sunkist and then gone to a dance floor? No. Changes things. It Nathan, gives you rhythm. Nathan had the same. No, he probably had diet sunkist. Where <laughs> went wrong? He's lacking the e numbers. <laughs> and then, and then finally, yeah, he's he's evolving. Have you not had times where you've been really shy and then you get more confident? I mean, he's on the varsity basketball team and. You know, this everyone, you know, he's just, he's feeling himself, he's having a good time, and it's, he... It's a considerable amount of alcohol that changes me from shy to, <laughs> to not so shy, so... I was going to say... You'll see well, it in Wilmington. <laughs> <laughs> it's on it. 
2025. I was going to say that um, this thing on the carousel changed him. <laughs> and he became... Oh, gosh. <laughs> that Well, that increased his confidence, that's for sure. <laughs> made him dizzy. <laughs> um, so, yeah. God. He was brave enough and confident enough to hook up with a random older stranger on a carousel in a public place. I think he's probably has enough confidence to dance now. So, you know. Yeah, I suppose if you're going to take the gamble with STIs, you're quite happy to dance on the dance floor, aren't you? <laughs> Jenny's half-brother half or sister fathered by Lucas. Oh. That's going to be the twist to come out in a few seasons' time. If that's true, I'll be so pissed off in season six that you gave it away. <laughs> I've been telling you spoilers since day one, my friend. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God, there's one that was... Oh, it's probably been a few weeks now that I... Obviously, not going to say what it was, but I went. So I can't wait for that one. Oh. I get you every, all the time, Dom. You don't even know. I told you in the pilot episode about Dan being mayor. In the pilot, oh, I don't remember. Well, I know, but the point is, is that we've been laughing at you since then, you mug. <laughs> wow! Wow! <Whoa. laughs> Sorry. Calm down. <laughs> Leave me alone, I'm dying. Um, <laughs> right, well, okay. He he gets the ring back. We have that the sort of montage of trying to get Haley's ring back and trying all these different ways. And eventually, you know, uh, Brooke gets it, but also throws, uh, drops Haley's watch in the toilet. She was leaving that there before Haley was coming out of the shower. She just decided to run. Magdalena, if you dropped my watch in the toilet, unbeknown to me, I assume you'd pick it up and wash it for me, right? Well, one thing I wanted to say before we get into that, uh, that scene when Brooke spills the drink on Haley to with a whole pot, I always uh, have to go back in that scene because the facial expression that James makes are hilarious i just love that scene the way he's just oh his facial expression in that scene are top notch and i actually think that what she did was smart in the moment in a sense that like obviously the watch was closed on like the rail thing what's more plausible that it fell to the toilet and the ring fell as well or that the ring's somehow got off it and then the watch is still on it so i think it made sense in that that it looks more like oh yes it fell whereas if just the ring was gone but the watch was still closed on that road then that would look more suspicious so um in that sense what the fact that she left it it was more plausible but um yeah so i think it worked for the purpose well, and then we get to the proposal, Dom, and uh, and they're out on like the what is like it? Like a dock, like like, like the dock. Yeah, the de- you know, yeah. And Nathan says lovely things, and she, he says, you know, things like that. He wants to get married in front of their friends and families, and celebrate all these things, and how he's so in love, and she's in love, and always and forever, and. You know, it's in the theme of the always and forever, Dom. This is a whole, this is a thing. Yep. Uh, how do you feel about it? 
It's fine. Yeah, it's good. It, it's it's a- fine. <laughs> Love is fine. It's Marriage okay. is fine. Yeah, it's, it's killing us, Dom. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, it, it's nice to have a couple that haven't, you know, got so much. Finally, haven't got like a massive amount of drama going on. It's it's more uh, loving, playful, and fun. So it's it's nice to see, and and it's good. Um, yeah, and it was just it was, again, it's just a nice moment. Nathan just had a nice episode, and Haley had the same, other than like being panic stricken, like taking pipes off of sinks and digging through it and stuff like that. That was pretty much all that she had going on for this episode. And yeah, again, nice moment getting the opportunity to propose kind of properly the way he wanted to. Uh, they had a little bit of reminiscing about you know the last time they got caught on a on the dock or on like some decking was when Dan caught them drinking and she was like yeah it was you know quite funny throwing up on him and um, a, a good scene a good scene I love the way uh, the intonation the way Nathan says like this ring and like when when he proposes I think his voice just sounds like a bit different it, it sounds so sweet it's just I love that moment and also wanted to give a shout out to um Haley's outfit in that scene she looks so good in that green and also in the close-up when they're hugging I've noticed they've done for her what they used to do for Brooke in season one which is match the eyeshadow to her top the color of her eyeshadow to her mm. top because Brooke was kind of famous for that where like a lot of her outfits it is difficult to notice while you're watching the show but like in stills and stuff you can see that um her eyeshadow color matches her tops a lot of the time and they've done that here for Haley, and yeah, just Let, let's well, let's talk about um, well. Firstly, Dom, have you got a prediction? Nathan, Haley, um, wedding planning again. I know Deb's coming back, so it will be about doing things properly. Tell Deb, he says Deb's coming back in the last episode, right? Yeah, he, he said, that, yeah, so she's, she's, the previous episode, they were in bed, weren't they? And, yeah, and he's yeah. like, I just, you know, I spoke to my mom, she's coming back, okay, cool, I hadn't made it up, yeah. that's good. Um, yeah, so yeah. I think I think it'll be like, approach Deb, we want to get married, we want to do it properly, and it'll be like, oh, okay, bit of support there, they're going to do it the right way, you know, but make it a bit of a, bit more of a family event, and I kind of think Dan will still continue to throw things in the way, but yeah they need to get married and then decide what's going on with this whole college thing because that's still looming you know they kind of mention again that they're going to be going to colleges that are like three thousand miles apart whatever it is and nathan the whole time is like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it doesn't matter so yeah i hope their journey takes the journey that i wanted karen and keith's journey to take of just having some nice moments you know and no drama and no hassle just kind of just be able to live for a bit and then drama will inevitably be thrown in at some point. So I think Dan is going to try and throw a spanner in this works again. I've got a question for you, Dom, that I think you hate. But when oh, do you gosh. predict a wedding to happen? Is it going to be in two episodes? Is it going to be this season? How how soon is that happening? <laughs> you, you, you kind of think season finale, don't you, with this sort of thing? If there's going to be a big event, it's going to be a season finale. Because something's got to come up, something's got to happen that then leads us into the next season. Um, but I'm not sure how the episodes operate in terms of time scale. So I don't think that's given us enough time to to plan a wedding and, and get it done. But the last wedding was just 
you know fairly simple on a beach and something like that but they kind of want everyone there so i think it's going to be a big affair a big do so yeah maybe season finale i'll go with that i'll say end of end of season three they'll be getting married it's crazy how close we are to season to end in season three yeah it's like four episodes left right yeah, so four or five, yeah. Like yeah, crazy. It's going quickly, so <laughs> quickly. Uh, um, okay, well, Magda, we need to get your judgments, but I think just before we do that, we could cover, if if, if you're down, we could quickly cover Keith. Keith, oh my God, rest in peace, <laughs> Keith. I'm so sorry. We could quickly, co- we could quickly cover Dan and Karen because yeah. they're talking about Keith. Um, so I just set it up quickly. We've got we we see Karen behind the door when Lucas is leaving, and she's obviously really distraught and upset and grieving. With that damn picture. And then we see sorry. With that picture, yeah. And then we see Karen coming into uh, Dan's like mayor's office, and she basically chews him out for you know and throwing things at him. You know, here's the. Uh, the adoption papers where Keith was going to adopt your son. Here's the, you know, Keith's auto body shop where, you know, he loved and you swindled him out of it. Here's the invite to the wedding, to the hooker you hired, to this, 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 this. Uh, this, I think, it, she stole the performer of the episode in one scene it like gave me chills it was so good and so it felt so authentic and then the way that Paul Johansson was playing off of it as well he looked like uh like a boy being told off by his mum and where you've been caught out you know like I've been on the receiving end of these (laughs) not 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 for like hiring hookers to set my dad up or anything like you know (laughs) but you know and like in terms of you know, when you feel that, like, I've done wrong and I've, you know, sort of a reality check moment. I mean, Magda, what what did you think? It was definitely a very strong scene. It was like, that That was the only scene they were in. Well, I mean, other than her sitting behind that door, but it was the only scene that they were both in. And it was a very emotional scene, I think. Um, I'm actually curious again, sorry. I've got a lot of questions for Dom. What did you think when she said you killed him? before she was like even if you didn't pull the trigger but like she's there was a pause after she said you killed him and obviously his face was like what 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 did you think of of her saying that i think that was like an interesting choice his face was shit how does she know (laughs) which was brilliant like his reaction was fantastic to that line and um i think in that moment i i knew there's no way she she could possibly know otherwise it would have been you know, there would have been a flood of police officers behind her, you know, it would have been dealt with by now. But um, it's one of those where you kind of know that she's blaming him. And this is this is unfortunately what I think is going to keep pushing them together, is that it's going to bring them closer. Is You know, I, I said on the last episode that there's almost like opening a door for them to reconcile, but she's getting out all this energy and all this tension. And it's like when... When, like, Dan and Deb were, like, at each other's throats and stuff, and then all of a sudden they, like, for want of a better phrase, having it off. Um, and I, th- I kind of think that this tension is just going to build up and it's just going to become something and they're going to have this moment of weird, raw passion and then it, it's going to put them in a really, really weird and awkward place. 
I was going to say sticky place, but we'll avoid that. Oh, gosh. Well, everyone on the watch-along, we did shag, marry, kill on a watch-along last week, and everybody wanted a night of passion with Dan, and the chat was going off and was, you know, fairly uh, transparent about how they people were saying it might potentially be the night of their lives. Um, so... <laughs> Oh, I wish I could join the chat. <laughs> Not allowed. Well, uh, Magda, we've only got a few minutes left, so we need to get your judgments before we go. Obviously, we've only been able to talk about certain aspects, but you know, I'm sure you can cover bits uh, that you know that we missed. So, who was your favourite performer of this episode? So actually, um, I don't think anyone else is going to pick um, the same person. And definitely um, a shout-out goes to Moira, and I think she's going to be picked by quite a few um, of you today. But I wanted to give it to Sophia Bush because of there were so many scenes in which her facial expressions just cracked me up. Like her reaction when Lucas shows the ring, when... Um, when uh, at the beginning, when she's putting uh, Peyton's bag in her car, and oh, is it nice of Pete to put your bag in the car? There's like quite a few scenes where her facial expressions I just found here hilarious, and um, for, or like when yeah, when she kissed Pete and Pete, and then she realizes it's not a dream, and she's like, oh, what? Like, yeah. So I just for those moments, I know it's not like a serious acting. Like I think it's just she's so great with crying. But I like that side as well, where it's like all those funny facial expressions and stuff. So, so it goes to Sophia. And Dom, your question is: No. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your favorite uh, character of the episode? Nathan, I think, as we've gone over his tra- trajectory in this episode, and I just, I just loved what he was about in this episode. I did want to give again, I, I like to give like a shout out. I think Bevan gets like a shout out because she was brilliant in this episode. And I'm glad that she's getting, it's not like a one liner anymore. She's getting more um, things to do basically. So, but yeah, Nathan, definitely a favorite. And your favorite background performer, one line or less. Okay. So, um, just, when they go to the Sankey's party, when Lucas and um, Brooke are talking by the bar, behind them there's a lady wearing the Sankey's t-shirt and she has like a tray full of them. She's like giving them out to people. So it goes to her. Excellent. Well, that makes people dance better. So it makes it a better party. So It's not the drink. She gives out the t-shirts. She has a tray of t- Sankey's t-shirts. Oh, dope. Well, even better. <laughs> and Magdalena, did you have a favourite song of the episode? This time I didn't like pay. I don't know why. Like I didn't pay attention. I think I focused so much on, like I said, I love the Sophia's facial expressions. I love Nathan in that one scene. I just focused on like looking at them so hard. I actually forgot about like paying attention to the music that much. So I guess I'll just go with the Fall Boy song at the end with the final montage. Nice. When in doubt, always go with the final montage yeah, song. Basically. John Steinbeck, you know, being said over the top of it. <laughs> uh, back to Steinbeck. Yeah, love that. Uh, what about your favourite line? So, uh, as always, I've wrote on quite a few. I'm not going to be saying them all. I've, I'm going back and forth between two. Uh, 
so it, it would be either maybe uh, like when um, Brooke and Lucas are checking out the bedrooms and it's like, what what does Rachel's dad do for a living? And um, Brooke says maybe he's like Tony Soprano that would explain her personality. So that's <laughs> one. And then the second one is when Haley's freaking out and Rachel is making the joke, yeah, I've got the friend in my, in my bag. He's like, go find a pipe wrench or I'll find one and beat you with it. Um, so... I think I'll go with Haley line because I feel like that's something I'd say. So, <laughs> well, we we should have known that, shouldn't it, we? It resonates, doesn't it? <laughs> so yeah, that that will be the f- favorite line. Perfect. I feel like it's going to be a question about rating now. I just wanted to throw one thing in when you guys later talk with whoever's next about the. Uh, Brooke and Lucas when you're going over there I just wanted to um, point something out it's random because I only like it only gave me that vision on this watch along last week when we did it together Whereas that when there's that scene towards the end when they're like sit, I don't know if they're sitting on a couch or whatever like they're under a blanket and they're just talking and Lucas tells that story about the scar he has why does this give flashbacks yeah. to Keith and Deb on the rug <laughs> Like father, like son. Uh, I just wanted to point that out that for some reason on this watch, this watch last week, I was like, oh my God, flashbacks. <laughs> oh, when you just say rug, all I keep thinking is Manscape will fix that, but you mean the literal <laughs> rug. So yeah, this, <laughs> which is our sponsor this week, just to keep. <laughs> keep bringing banging that point home well okay well magda that brings us to the precious precious rating did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation yes has it increased decreased or stayed the same same. okay so you this would just be you on your own but we obviously take this into account for later one two three ten and I know okay, it's going to then... be a problem because Dom is going to give it like a six. <laughs> well, well, how can we hear how flexible would you accept I'd a go nine? Down to nine, but I wouldn't go down lower really. And again, good luck fighting that fighting that one out. Um, it's quite funny because like I had a conversation with multiple people, even in the group chat, because I was like, oh, I'm I'm dreading. Like, I'm excited to be with you guys, but I was like, I'm dreading coming onto this episode because I know it's going to be getting dumb. Oh, this is a filler. This is this. I was like, great. I'm going to fight with him again. And I think Harrison was actually some, like those few people saying like, it's such a good episode. Don't let none. And I think Harrison was like, don't let Dom like talk bad shit about this episode. And I was like, I'll try. I'll try. I'll do my best. And, um, yeah, fuck Dom, fuck wait, him. Wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. This view of me that I just down talk the, all the episodes. That's wait, fine. Dom, Dom, I'm gonna have to. Oh, wait, I'm gonna have to cut all of this off, my friends, just because we've got we've got to go. We yeah. have the next Raven here, but Magda, we have to say, you know, we love you, we appreciate you, OG day one. Thank you as always. And are you coming back for the watch along? Uh, I sure am. Hopefully, unless I fall asleep, some because I've I've had. Four- but I plan on being there, so. 
Yeah, we'll come back and we'll continue to battle this out and you'll find out how we got <laughs> I'd on. like to know the rating in the end, please. <laughs> you can speak, Dom, it's okay. Thank you so much for joining us, mate, and we'll, we'll catch you on Watch Along. It's great to have you on, as, as always, and, and great to talk to you. So thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Okay, so we are back. We're here with Mia. Mia, thank you and welcome to the podcast. How's it going? It's going good. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to finally be on. <laughs> it's it's a pleasure and it's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, we need to find out all of your things. We need to find oh. out all about you. But also Dom and I have been a bit slack on this episode. <laughs> we got caught up talking about all kinds of things in the first hour and then we just... We just had Magdalena on for this hour and we got caught up on things. So we've got loads to cover okay. in the episode. Well, I took all these notes, so I got you guys covered. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. I love okay. it when people well, are prepared. I know. <laughs> it puts us to such shame, but it's brilliant. I'm usually not like that, like in school, but for this, it's different. But you've done it for what's important, <laughs> exactly. this podcast. Exactly. Well done, you're learning. <laughs> Well, take us take us from the beginning here. Um, where whereabouts in the world are you? So I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, so yeah, I've been. I know we talked a little bit about it, Simon. But yeah, I've been living mm-hmm. here for like six years or so. I grew up on Cape Cod. Um, so yeah, in the city, it's pretty cold right now. Um, you know, all the students are here, and we're just living life. Dom Mia was saying that you know she would have protected me on my you know Boston <laughs> vulnerable night. Yeah, so. I can't. I I haven't been to that. The, the Middle East is what it's called. That's um, oh god. <laughs> I haven't been there in so long, but <laughs> just picturing you outside alone makes me sad. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, who knows? I've seen some I was stuff just... over there. <laughs> I bet. I mean, I yeah, it was it was not a good experience, but you know. I hope the rest of your it. trip was good. Yeah, it was good. We went. I can see the sign behind you. We went to a Red Sox hey, game, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, all of that stuff was good. I I, I want to go again with my wife because I wasn't with my wife uh, yeah. to sort of you know when you go somewhere you have a bad memory to like yeah. rechange mm-hmm. the narrative, you know. So yeah, we'll make that happen. You should let me point. know because I will show you guys around. I love it here. It's like my favorite city. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'll definitely, yeah, I'll hit you up with that. Yeah. Um, but so wait, how how did you discover the podcast? Like when, where, how, when did you get into it? So I discovered the, po- I actually didn't even know like One Tree Hill podcasts were a thing. Like, I don't know why. I think it's because I probably, like, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts in general. Um, but I saw it on Reddit and that's how I found out so I think you guys were in like season two when you posted it um Mm -hmm. so I I saw it and then I was like so excited um and I started listening to it and I was like oh my god someone loves it as much as I do and um so yeah so I started binging it at the time I was working an hour away from where I live so I would like um listen to it on the way and on the way back from work um so I got like two hours in every day and yeah, <laughs> I, I got it all done. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, and what about your history of One Tree Hill? Like, when did you watch it for the first time? How many times have you seen it all the way through? 
I, so I first watched it in 2014 um, when I was in high school. I was a junior in high school, so I guess it lines up well with the characters in the show. Um, but I remember, like, my, my sister's 10 years older than me, and so I, like, remember her, like, talking about One Tree Hill, but I never actually, like, saw it or anything like that. And But I knew it was, like, a teen drama, so, like, my, my best friend at the time was like, oh, like, my friend recommended this show to me. Let's watch it. When I was in high school, I thought I was above everything and I was better than everyone because I was like different. Um, and so I was like, no, like I don't like like dramas or like teenage gossip shows. Like I'm not into that stuff. And but she made me watch the first episode and I was like, like just I was like in awe, like because there was so much like soul to the show and the characters were great and I kept watching it. And so. Yeah, I definitely fell in love with it. It can be cringy at times, but I think we all appreciate that. Um, so yeah, so I've pretty much watched it uh, like every year since then, sometimes probably twice in a year. So I don't even know what number I'm on. Probably like- So you're, bin- you're like a binger like Dom. Like how long would it take <laughs> you to watch the full nine seasons? Um. Right now, I'm I have a lot going on, but in general, I want to say like I could finish it in two months. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's fast. Keep going. Yeah, Keep going. and I've I've definitely like done that before, um, but I have this thing where like I watch the same shows over and over again, like The Office. Um, but I think it's a comfort thing. Uh, and I get like anxiety when I start new shows and I'm like, oh, it's like a fear commitment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I do exactly the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. I recently re- finished a rewatch of The Office as well and right. kind of thought, what am I going to go to next? You know, cause, know. And, and it, it definitely is a comfort thing because yeah. I've started watching New Girl again. And this will be probably the fourth or fifth time I've seen New Girl. And it, oh, wow. again, it's just kind of like either on in the background or while I'm messing about on my laptop or, or doing some work, it's just kind of on because yeah. you don't have to think and then there's funny moments and you get kind of caught out by it. But yeah, I'm de- I'm exactly the same. I'll just let it, yeah. let it kind of run through. But, it's it's uh, so comforting. I don't know. It's, it's just nice to... Especially uh, the I office, look, it's like a good oh, one to rewatch. <laughs> it made me feel like I was at work with other people, which yeah. was nice. Yeah, yeah, that's I, what I, it I feels like. Yeah, like you can put it on in the background and like do your own work on your computer, and you hear like the phone ringing and stuff. Kind of <laughs> nice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, uh, so I think cool. that's why these podcasts uh, are people get into them so much because it's conversations about something that you've seen so many times. Mm-hmm. So it feels like a, an extension, or it's like water cooler chat about yeah. that thing that you love you know yeah i was gonna wear my jersey i have a jersey signed by chad michael murray i, sh- I should have got it to show you guys at least i know you know what it looks like already but um but i'm too cold to wear that right now it's really cold in my apartment so i'm not wearing it maybe next time that's fair <laughs> that's fair well you uh, we don't have our latest dazzle cloth uh oh, yeah. ones had just been shipped out so uh yeah. yeah what what color one is it is it the white one that you it's got? black oh, okay yeah so it's like I, they're away yeah. away jerseys nice technically you just let a spoiler out but we're gonna forgive oh. you right now we're gonna forgive you come on that's <laughs> a given right no <laughs> well he didn't know that <laughs> is but there not that's a shot fine. of a black one at some point 
Is there not a, like no. one on a wall somewhere? No. They played in um, what's what's the early episode that they played in like the rural town? Yeah, that's in blue. Oh, that's yeah. the blue one. Okay, it's well, okay, Mia. Just questions. come on here and throw out spoilers. <laughs> Don't we? You know, it's fine. It's not a problem. It's not like we've been building up. To My this. dog's looking at me like right now. Like, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I've let I've let one at one or two out before. Oh, I think Dom came when we were unboxing the jerseys, the white ones that we got, and I had a massive. I've got the massive like posters that I got from the prop guy of Mouth doing oh, yeah. something in like four seasons time. <laughs> and Dom came, walked in, and was like, "Am I supposed to be seeing that?" No. <laughs> so it must I be think so you're, surreal you're too to see that. Like, oh, like. That's weird. <laughs> it's it's pretty life size as well. It's huge. <laughs> it's huge. The oh one I've got a spare one that's uh, that I think we need to do a competition for or something because I got one for MFWB, which was kind of like a they'd sort of photoshopped one, but oh, it's really good. Cool. But I've got it's massive. That's the one that's in my garage, and then the two that I've got here in my office are is from the actual prop guy from the. Um, from the prop designer or prop master or whatever oh, from tough. One Tree Hill, and he's and he sent them to me for free, yeah. like as a gift. Um, and I still can't get over that because <laughs> he awesome. wouldn't let me pay for shipping, nothing. He Aww. was just like, "I want you to have them." Oh, that's so nice. Dope. Yeah, super dope. But enough about that. When you talk about you, what is your favorite <laughs> season of One Tree Hill? Your who's your favorite uh, character? I'm going to ask you all these questions, and then you're oh, going to get them all out. Yeah. So wait, wait. <laughs> favorite season, favorite character, and then we need your top five TV shows, not including One Tree Hill, and your favorite or one of your favorite bad movies okay. that you love. Um, favorite season, I want to say, I think it's season three. It kind of goes between three and four. Like it depends on what time, like which time it is that I watch it. Um, but yeah, season three with four as a close second. Um, what was the next one? Favorite character. Okay. So <laughs> Peyton's my favorite overall. Nathan's a very close second. Um, I know you guys have issues with Peyton, but I have um, <laughs> my... Not anymore. We got over No, you've, been, okay. you've been pretty good to her so far. So <laughs> yeah, I have some rebuttals though. I mean, I, I really relate to her. Um, just kind of I, well, I more so related to her when I was younger, um, just kind of like the teenage angst. Like I mentioned how I thought I was like better than everyone. And like I was definitely that person that just sat in my room and listened to music and like would like fuck the world, basically. <laughs> um, so that part was appealing. But I also I mean, I think she's she's and you guys have talked about this, too. Like she's very essential to the show. Like if she wasn't there, I don't. It wouldn't be One Tree Hill. Um, mm. But she does annoy me, too. Like, she, I know she's annoying. Like, she she can be obnoxious once in a while. Um, but I think, you know, she's a teenager without a support system. Um, she doesn't have an adult figure in her life that can help her navigate through the issues that she's going through. And so she's going to rebel and, and kind of put on this defense mechanism and use that with the the other teenagers that are close to her. And I think like, it's notable because when you see her get close to someone who's shows her like, re like reciprocates love and care, 
she starts to become a lot more like positive. Um, and then when that person is not in the picture anymore, it's she kind of reverts back to her like being mopey and Peyton y. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, true. Good points. And what about your five shows? Five shows. One Tree Hill is top, but I won't include that one. Um, Second, uh, I haven't heard this one mentioned yet. There's a show on Netflix called Dark, um, and it's in German, and it's really, really good. Like, it's it's one of those shows where you have to keep up with it, and, like, it's just, it's so mind-boggling. It's about, like, time travel and stuff, um, but I really recommend that one, and if you guys do ever watch it, watch it in the native language. Uh, which is German instead of like the English dubbed over because it's like the acting's not the same. Um, but yeah, that's a good show. Um, the Office is up there, uh, obviously. And Daredevil, I don't know if you, any of you guys have seen that. I'm like a really big Marvel fan. Um, and so Daredevil's definitely up there for me. Um, and then, is that is that three or four? that's three that's okay three um and then let's see the handmaid's tale is really good i i really enjoy that it's really dark and depressing but i think they do a really good job with that show and then i guess five is between parks and rec and friends but i i have to say parks and rec Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. What a mix. Yeah. Of seasons there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I it's funny because I don't really watch anything else that's like One Tree Hill genre or like related to like what the show's like. Um, yeah, it's just like One Tree Hill. I haven't seen like Grey's Anatomy or anything like that. So after Daredevil, yeah. did you go and watch? Jessica Jones and the other one. There was a couple of others. I watched from... a few Jessica Jones and then I watched, um, what is it? Uh, the Defenders? Big... Is that... I can't remember. Yeah, The one with all of them in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't finish Jessica Jones, but that one's really good. I watched The Punisher. Um, mm. And then I didn't watch, I didn't watch Luke Cage or... Uh, I Cage. was trying to think of that. I was trying yeah. to think yeah. of the name of that one. <laughs> I was like, "Who's the big guy?" Was yeah, name? yeah. He seems so cool, though. He's so funny. <laughs> mm. Oh, very cool. Some re- great choices there. Really, yeah. really good choices. Some different ones and different. Well. And different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was like, I good. hope no one takes any of these before I come on. <laughs> <laughs> and your bad movie that you love? Okay. I was good. Someone did steal this from me. I every time I listen to this podcast, I'm like, I don't know that. Like, I like good movies. I don't know a bad movie. Um, but I guess Hocus Pocus, which I think was it Katie who said that. That's that's not. Yeah, that's not a bad movie. Well, though. it has like a thirty something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So like by their standards, I guess it's bad. But no, I agree. I think it's like it's such a classic. I love that movie. Okay, yeah. I'm going to chuck in the other one very quickly, which is what's your favorite Christmas film? Ooh. Oh. So we just had we just had Magdalena I... on, and she picked Home Alone, but it she had, also yeah. seems to not care about Christmas at all. So. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, she was just like I hate Chris, like I hate Christmas films. I don't. Know. So she didn't want to pick one, but she was kind of backed into a corner. So yeah, you, you think... have you you have free reign to like kind of pick the first main Christmas film here. 
I think I would say Home Alone too because it's so nostalgic for me. You had so much choice. You still I know, <laughs> but I it's like that reminds me of Christmas. Like that's what I watched as a kid. I okay, I'll say a Christmas story. How about that? Nice. You guys have seen that, right? No. <laughs> no. We oh know. God. We know what it's it is. So funny. We know what it is. You have to watch that. It's so funny. <laughs> I we've uh, we're but we're gonna do a Home Alone episode on yeah. all six movies and uh i have i have a story a special story about home alone too mm. about some of the stuff i well i got i got to go you know in you know in the hotel where the lobby is yeah. where where the, they spend most of the time where he's trying to find whatever yeah. um i my wife and i managed to get into that part so that's actually a locked what? off part yeah. of yes it's a locked off part of the hotel because it used to be the reception of the plaza but they changed it so it's actually where the residents are so they have people that actually live in the plaza like full time oh, okay. and that's like their private lobby and you're not allowed in there but before covid hit so it was for new year's 2019 going over to 2020 mm-hmm. Uh, we we went to New uh, New York for New Year's and we stayed in in the plaza, which was dope. And uh, we, <laughs> and, but and but I wanted to go into that bit. I wanted to go to the Home Alone bit, yeah. and uh, it's sort of like guarded off. But I managed to kind of charm my way in by kind oh, of just opening okay. the door and being like, "Hey, yeah. <laughs> is there any chance we can just come in here for a minute?" And he was just like, "Not really." And I was like, "Come on, man!" Oh, man. Like, come all the way from like london for this and he was like okay come Aww, in for a second what a good guy he let he let us in and i was just going nuts i was like running around touching all of the <laughs> like surfaces and stuff pre-covid oh to be like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god and it's just how it is in the movie but then two people came down the stairs that were residents and we weren't allowed to be in there so the guy that like, was like the like the butler or whatever just started talking to us and he was just like so mr randall you're enjoying you know your time on the 30th floor and i was like yes i'm having a wonderful time thank you so much we had to do this whole fake conversation as this guy walked past and then he left and we were all like whoa (laughs) like sort of oh my god that's so cool I've got pictures somewhere. I'll uh, I'll post them on yeah. Instagram or something. Wow. But uh, I bet the butler's name is Wayne. Could be <laughs> like the con- or concierge or whatever. They are. <laughs> I bet his name is Wayne. He didn't want to let you in, but he did in the end. <laughs> well, and I see. So I only knew about that because a guy that had put, posted a video on YouTube saying, like, you know, for like uh, Home Alone filming locations, and he was like, spent a whole week in the plaza trying to get in, using waiting for them to staff change and whatever, and he could not get in. So I think it was like really lucky yeah, to get in lucky. there. Yeah, I just walked by but... the plaza and I'm like, took a picture. <laughs> I would never expect that. <laughs> Well, yeah, there you go. Well, I don't have anything to say on our Home Alone episode now because that was <laughs> it. <know>. But, um, <laughs> well, right, we've got so much to get through. Okay. So let's let's dive in here. So who who do you want to start with? We have spoken about Pete Wentz because oh. we just couldn't believe it. Um, we'll just come to you quickly, Mia. What What is your perspective on it? I hate it. I episode? hate it so much. <laughs> I, I literally wrote, like, I don't know if you can see the angry face right there. next to his name because first of all he sucks as an actor like he's so cringy (laughs) i don't know like if you guys can recall like when he's saying goodbye to peyton and he like 
starts to close the door and he just looks at her like (laughs) it's just like (laughs) what are you doing but no i think he's aware of the blocking i think like i i could notice he's very aware of like the director has said okay you say this line then go sit next to her on the bench and he's very aware of bloody bloody blah and then go and sit down now look here it's like very you can see the cogs turning yeah yeah i mean nothing against him personally like he's a pretty cool person um but the whole dynamic is really creepy and yeah i just it i hate that's like my least favorite (laughs) storyline Well, let's talk about a happier storyline. Let's talk about Bevin and Skills. Oh <laughs> um, so, I mean, we set it up with uh, we get a, there's a Kanye mention where when Skills is saying, "Oh, Kanye is going to roll through." This is back yeah. when you might want Kanye to actually turn. Yeah, up I to know, something, right? You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and Skills is packing like all of like so much stuff in the car. And then they have more of a sort of a comedy episode mm-hmm. of them getting lost. Uh, I mean, Dom, how did how did you feel about it? I mean, they're sort of bringing that lighter element to the episode. Uh, I, I thought Bevan was brilliant. I thought Skills was really bratty. <laughs> it was like really bratty the whole episode. I mean, it's funny. It's good. That's that's like they were the good comic relief to one side. But um, it's, it's kind of comic relief that didn't really need to be there as well because the, the whole episode is quite light and... And there's like tender moments, but it's it's a nice like like I said about Nathan's whole journey for this episode. It's it's a really nice story, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, just skills is such a brat, isn't he? He just can't h- handle being outside and and being in uh, in that scenario. And it kind of re- reminded me of something like Kevin Hart said. So when Jumanji was coming out and they were doing all their press and publicity for it, he said that he can't stand any sort of outdoors or anything like that and he always has to have technology with him and it just kind of made me think of that in a in a strange way and skills is that kind of person mm-hmm. so he did it really well like Antoine Tanner did 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 a great job there and, and it was it was so good but yeah Bevan was really trying like it felt like Bevan was really trying and not quite getting that he's almost abusing the situation he's just like oh my like my look at my girl she's so good at this she's so good at that i'm just gonna sit and play on my like game boy thing you know it's just that's all he did it was just crazy but it was funny it was it was good to have it in yeah i like bevan and skills together i think they have a really like they they complement each other really well um and they're both like comic relief but in different ways like skills kind of like um I don't know, like that that side character that's like always cracking jokes, and Bevan's just like the stupid one, <laughs> so <laughs> she doesn't get the jokes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I yeah, I can see it is a very lighthearted episode for sure. Like there's there's comedy, and then there's extra comedy added into it. I can see what you're saying with that. Yeah, it really made me laugh when Bevan said they're riding ATMs. <laughs> And it was just like, oh, Bevan, come on. She says, I always wanted to be someone shorty. <laughs> <laughs> or like, you can check out my big screen. Was, yeah. that, was that another one? <laughs> just yeah. like, I like that. That's a good one. <laughs> but, but, but it's brilliant because skills is just like, that makes no sense, <laughs> yeah. but it kind of makes sense. So, so yeah. It also makes, yeah, it also makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. It makes no sense, but also perfect sense. Yeah. Well, um, let's talk about... Um, about Rachel and Mouth. So Rachel is doing it, her uh, agenda here is guilt cleansing, mm-hmm. right? Because she obviously uh, released the time capsule. 
and this house by the way or cabin sorry is so perfect like this like this i would love to live there no neighbors i mean it might be a bit creepy at night sure but (laughs) super super dope they must have so much money that family um but i mean she has the uh friction with mouth because mouth he doesn't want anything to do with her that falls as the episode goes through and then they have a, a reconciliation at the end in the hot tub, which I actually I actually quite liked. Like as much as I dislike Rachel, I actually thought that was quite a mature moment uh, for Mouth. And then for her at the same time, because she's trying to own up to what she did, she wants to say she's gonna she's gonna let people know. And Mouth's actually saying people are healing. This is a good thing that you've done, even though it was for uh, it wasn't for pure intention, yeah. but. Uh, you got to just let people do, you know, go. And Jimmy would have done this regardless. So if this hadn't triggered him, eventually something else might have. I mean, that's a whole different thing. But maybe, maybe not. Right. Uh, Mia, what do you think? Um, I'm on the fence about it. The thing that, so I feel like in reality, if I found out that someone had done something like that, that caused an event to happen, such as two people dying in the school my reaction, I would be a lot more angry than Mouth was. Um, I think he actually showed a lot of restraint with her. Um, so for me, it's kind of like when he goes to like comfort her in the hot tub and I, like I, I half don't, like I feel like it's a little too early, but at the same time, I like that he like encouraged her not to, to fess up because people are are he- like you said they're healing and bringing bringing that up would just bring up so many more negative emotions that don't need to be resurfaced so i i see both sides of it um but then again i feel like it changes every time i watch it like sometimes it depends on like my mood and i'm like i'm not in the best place in my life right now so maybe that's why i'm like channeling it into it so um but yeah I think it'd kind of be selfishness. Sorry, Don, but I didn't just say it would have been if if she was the the reason why she would fess up to it is to clear her own conscience, and that's the only reason why. Uh, so it would actually be from a selfish yeah, point of view, it where actually, yeah. So, but actually, if she was to leave it and let people get on, that is the more beneficial thing to do. Sorry, go on, Don. Well, that was going to be my question. I'm really glad that um, that Mia brought it up you know kind of before I got there because it was going to be question to you two is you know tell everyone or not tell everyone and uh, I'm I'm in the same boat don't don't tell everyone because they're in a you know mouth gave good advice there they're in a situation where they're healing you've done a nice thing for them here let's just leave it there keep it to yourself like bury it like mm-hmm. the time capsule you know should have been just just leave it um but kind of almost like a little counterpoint to what you said Simon is that I, I almost feel like it's not necessarily a I think it's more out of vulnerability, like Rachel saying, I, I think I'm going to tell everyone, rather than uh, I need to get it off my chest. There, there's, a, there's a level of vulnerability about her in that moment, in, in the hot tub. Um, like the rest of the episode, I think she's a, a total dick. So it's like, it is what it is. But, but at that moment, you kind of see that level of vulnerability. And she's like, I told you, Mouth. I now have someone I can, I can talk about it and express it to. You've kind of brought off that your emotions onto me and, and like how much you disliked me for it and almost despised me. 
but now you're talking to me and you've forgiven me so i can't maybe everyone else could do the same so like i already have a difficult relationship with all these people anyway so it's not the end of the world but like i kind of i i may i think they deserve the right to know i think that's the place that she's mm. coming from not necessarily as a I need to tell everyone to make me feel better. I think that's that's my sort of feelings about it. Yeah, yeah, that's a, it's a hard yeah. one. If, I don't know what I would do if I was her, because I'm I'm a very honest. I wouldn't have told me. <laughs> I I'm like I'm definitely that person that's like if I do something wrong, I feel like karma's gonna follow me for so long. So I don't know. That's a tough one. I I can't my. My conscience is so big that uh, my mum used to. My mum says this now, and she said it all my all the time growing up. She was like, she wouldn't worry necessarily about me doing bad things because I'd end up telling her anyway because I'd feel so guilty or I would have to put it right or whatever. So um, I think it would be a difficult one for me because I would want to tell people that I'd done it to clear my conscience to try and make it right or whatever. But I think it's also the right thing to not tell anyone because you're gonna, you're only just gonna make people suffer again, and the, there's no consequence, right, right. you know. I, I guess from from the the from, on Rachel's side, just a little bit is that she has told Mouth, and Mouth has yeah. then, then given her the the kind of go ahead to keep it quiet, which is yeah, which she's is kind got of like, one person. Okay, yeah, so okay, this is what I need. Someone else has advised me not to. I'm kind of I'm kind of good with that decision, so I think I think that's fair enough. That's true. I've had things where I've just told Ephany, and that's all I need to do. Mm-hmm. Like as in, it's like I've it's like it's been shared. It's not it's not within me anymore. I've let it out mm-hmm. so I can let it go, kind of thing. Um, so maybe that's yeah. It's the old saying, isn't it? A problem shared is a problem halved. And if it's halved, it can fuck off. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's good to have therapy i'm not, sorry i'm like i'm a therapist in training so <laughs> I oh. Oh, think, like... you're in the you're in the right place <laughs> dealing with us too <laughs> analyze <laughs> this <laughs> but that's so true because yeah like um like speaking like i've spoken to a therapist before and we're and just having that uh like feeling heard yeah. or and having a neutral perspective it can it, it's like cleansing oh yeah it's uh yeah and and I think a lot of people think of it as like you have to be mentally ill or quote-unquote crazy to go see a therapist but in reality our minds are not built to handle as much stress as the, this current day and age puts on us and so talking it out is like a super good outlet and and it's more about oh my god I'm going into it I'm I'll I'll just say one thing <laughs> um it's it's more about you know like the client and their experience and how they deal with what comes up and what they share it's not like the therapist is trying to give advice or or push the client to do one thing or the other thing it's very much um it's for you it's not for the other person or the therapist mm. yeah yeah no, it's, it's a wonderful invest self investment. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. So, who are we talking about? <laughs> it's gone out of my Ra- mind. Rachel Mouth. Right. Okay. So <laughs> the other thing with Rachel is Dom. Oh. <laughs> uh, there's there's something uh, she catches 
Brooke Brooke in herself, <laughs> which is hilarious. It's hilarious. We'll talk about that when we get to Brooke. But we, during that whole shenanigan, we see there's a dresser that's locked. And then we see at the end that Brooke has broken the lock or unlocked it. And something she's seen something she has something there's a look on her face that there's something right like uh what is your prediction to what was what what just human heads (laughs) just a whole row of human heads in this jar and brooke comes out all like chirpy when when she's found them (laughs) Uh, i I have no idea it's it's really difficult to place because um like this, this kind of Brooks moment to 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 have something over Rachel, which she's not had yet, um, and like knowing about the time capsule would be having something over Rachel, but but she hasn't got that. So I I almost think it's like I'm not sure. It's got to be it's got to be something private, but not too serious. I kind of think as well. I'm not like. If it was a load of sex toys or something like that, that would be just like ridiculous. But you know, give, give us something. Get, I'm not. Stick, give us what? Well, give us a something. A specific. Pictures. I think there's going to be pictures in there. Maybe, maybe photo albums. Rachel of being. I don't know. Maybe super dorky would be the <laughs> the only way to <laughs> to explain okay. it. And, may, and maybe. Um, Brooke has taken photos of these pictures on her phone and she can like leak them around of, of Rachel looking a certain way unless they're like compromising photos of you know Rachel or something like that but yeah I, I reckon maybe like photo albums or something of Rachel doing something or a past experience okay or the human head out. thing yeah. <laughs> I will let you have yeah either one of those comes true we'll let you have the, the W on that one thank you um, okay um, Mouth scares the hell out of some cows um, oh. his head bobbles like crazy when he says that <laughs> I scared the hell out of some cows yeah right doesn't he it goes nuts he can't control it yeah <laughs> uh, okay let's Let's talk about Brooke and Lucas. Mia, set us up. What was you being attacked by your cat right now? Yeah, it's, it's, my, do- <laughs> it's my dog. Oh, it's a dog. Yeah, he's a puppy, so he's Aww. crazy. Yeah, this is, I'll show you guys real quick. This is him. Hey. <laughs> oh, sleeve biting. I've been yep. there. What's his We've name? Kenai. It means, Kenai. yeah, it means black bear in uh, Native American. Yeah. Oh wow! Lovely name. Yeah. Um, well, chewing your arm off. Yep. <laughs> 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 Trying not to get distracted. Um, so yeah, so Lucas is writing Brooke some letters again, um, and then Brooke reads the letter, and she gets horny, and she starts broking herself. Um, so that's part. What has Lucas been writing in these letters? I don't know. Letters. I guess he's like, like an erotic writer or something. <laughs> Um, and then the other straight out of Steinbeck, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and then the other side of it um, is that they're trying to steal um, uh, Haley's ring back. Um, but I guess we can talk more about that when we get to Nathan and Haley. Um, yeah. 
It's, it's, they're more kind of supportive characters in this episode. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not really playing the main bit. We spoke about that earlier that Chad is a really great dancer. I mean, how do you feel about that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anything Chad Michael Murray does is so, like, it's so cringy to me. I don't know why. I know it upsets you. I'm sorry. It's Captain Cringe and Squint, isn't he? But it's, it's, we've, we've kind of, we've, we've, so... Just so you know, Mia, we've we've covered Nathan and Haley, but okay. when we get to like judgments at the end, please feel free to like <laughs> go over any bits that you like. So there's any bits that you want to mention because okay. it's it's really really it's important that you you say your piece on on those two uh, as much as like everyone else in the episode because okay. we kind of touched on Karen and Dan a little bit as well. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. You, you please please mention that if that's something that you, you know stands out to you. Yeah. Um, okay. M- Mia might not be here at that point because she may be in the waiting room. Oh. <laughs> Chad hates <laughs> my finger, my slip on the mouse. It's like Just every saying. week, someone someone hates me every week. <laughs> I so. know. I, think I mean, it's, it's usually me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I actually really enjoyed Brooke and Lucas in this episode. I think they had a really cute dynamic. Um, I love when Brooke says, "Oh, Lucas, this is really naily," and she says like naily, like the what the ship ship term ship word. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was really funny, but yeah, they're like supporting characters. They kind of they have a touching moment when Lucas talks about like the scar um, that he got when he was fishing with Keith, um, and yeah, kind of taking a back seat. No, no, not a lot of drama with them for once. <laughs> well, to talk less on like characters specifically, but we they play the I never game oh, yeah. and. Uh, and there's like it's like quite nice and fun. And Pete says something like, "I've forgotten what he says." He says like, "I've never had a great weekend in a cabin or something." Uh-huh. And then takes a drink. And Rachel was just like, like uh, so cringe or something like that. Lame, she? <laughs> lame. <laughs> yeah, like which is su- is super harsh. Yeah. Um, but you know that was just sort of used as a plot device for. Uh, the bricking yourself stuff to come out, wasn't it? Yeah. So, oh, my dog. Yeah. I, I, do you mind if I move him real quick? I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, no go ahead. For <laughs> well, Dom, while while that's happening, and of course, because I don't want to edit anything. Um, sorry about that. Oh, that was very yeah. quick, Mia. It that was immediately. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, so the the way that the episode ends. They're all kind of looking at this cabin, like, mythically. But it's, you know, it's been a good time. Uh, things are mended. Uh, it's not to say that we're going to go forward and everything's all happy-go-lucky. But it's been a it's been a helpful stage of the grief, right? I mean, is this an episode, Mia, that when it comes on, you think, ah, yes, this episode? Or is it like, oh, okay, yeah, this one? I... I think because of Pete Wentz, it sours it for me a lot. Like, I just, I hate seeing his face on on the show. (laughs) Um, But other than that, like, yeah, it's a cute, lighthearted episode. I love Nathan and Haley's kind of um, storyline. And I think Nathan's come a long way. And he he has really good development in the show. You know, like, they kind of worked up to them getting back together once they're back together, he's like, well, no, I want something more. Like, I don't want what we had before. I want to make it better. And I want 
normalcy and I want to give her, you know, a traditional wedding. And so I think I love that storyline. Um, but yeah, just Pete Wentz and Peyton. This is not a good episode for Peyton for me. I'm like, there's not much to deal with with her here. Well, Mouth is in the top bunk <laughs> while Peyton and was, Pete are like getting busy. Yeah, literally, I'd say that the bunk bed situation is just like I was when we we're doing the watch along. I'm thinking he's gonna say something. He's gonna pop over in a minute, and then it it didn't kind of happen. And then all of a sudden, there he is, and it's yeah. just like, oh, it's so cringe. And she's like, "How is this supposed it, to work?" And it's like, "It's not. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't work. You're in high school." <laughs> <laughs> you're a teenager and I'm, I'm in my mid to late 20s so weird. <laughs> that that is odd as well because there's like the drinking age is different in the uk over to america but thinking of it from that point that's even crazier that yeah. that 21 is probably like in the middle of where their age gap is yeah. right so it's like that's quite far away from she can't even legally drink. Yeah, like they can't go out know, to bars and... or anything. Like, even though they did in this episode somehow. Sunkist, man. Yeah. Sunkist was thrown in a bin. Can, cans in a big bucket. That was all it was, wasn't it? <laughs> Sunkist might as well be like a character in the show. <laughs> I'm going to drink so much Sunkist in 2025. Mia, are you coming in 2025? Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yes. I've been... are, are you. Are you for real coming? Like, I ask people no, every time, I really and I just... I really will. I'll okay. be done with school by then. Um, I'm good to go. I, I thought about going before, but I actually... I would like the first time to be with the whole group. I think that would be awesome. Perfect. Hell yeah. yeah. What a perfect gonna way to own visit. That, we're going to own that convention. Gonna so... We're going to be like gangsters walking in. Motherfucking gangsters <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what we're gonna say as we walk in. Yeah, we so we shirts, but just gangster. say that, and then like have a basketball. <laughs> Hell yeah! Maybe if we had enough people, everyone could just have one letter on yeah. their shirt, and we have to all stick together, and then we just put Chad in the middle or something. Of course, it's Chad. Of course, it's Chad. <laughs> and if if I hear one bad word in front of Chad from anybody, I'm telling you, I'm going full Jimmy Done. in that convention. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> Craig Sheffer's there. Watch out, mate. <laughs> Paul Johansson will be there. I'll be wearing his jacket. Yeah. I just need the gun. Yep. Get a little hair. I keep it here it, at all times. Oh, it's you his gun. It's here. It's close. Just in a drawer. Hey, I don't know what the laws are in North Carolina, but for all I know, that's the South. You might be able to just carry it around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in this country oh god <laughs> oh gosh well um are, th- are there any other particular talking points to, to talk about with the episode before we move into judgments um, no I, I i really thought oh. i really thought rachel was gonna kiss mouth again really... uh, here's a here's a question here's an ethical question about what, what you're talking about here would mouth be as forgiving if rachel wasn't good looking mm-hmm. There's no way. Ooh. Dunno, he forgave Jimmy pretty quickly. (laughs) (laughs) I caught you both out. Like, come on. (laughs) It's me. What did 
<laughs> that's deep. But but what did what did he forgive Jimmy for? Jimmy didn't do. What did he do? Oh, what forgave Jimmy for shooting up quote, the unquote, killing killing Keith? Yeah. You mean by like going to his funeral and stuff? Yeah. He's just you could argue of, that he was kind of like him, standing up for him though, wasn't he? And saying you know he was in a bad. But he was the only one that was like, oh, he's in a bad place and. So. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But in this context, what do you think? I think it definitely has something to do with it. I because I, I think it's for him. He feels somewhat validated for once, as in that like he's getting attention from a hot girl. Whereas like mm-hmm. that's kind of been an issue for him before. Is like, oh, I'm always the brother, and um, no one kind of pays me any mind. Uh, so I I think it has it subconsciously probably has something to do with it but it was interesting because when you answered me you said it straight away <laughs> you said oh yeah definitely kind of that was your like immediate kind of reaction and I I'm I'm really on the fence about this I'm really not sure I think he's kind of he's supposed to be one of these characters that has all this heart and all this kind of thought and feeling and actually he's the he's one that will analyze things and he might take things the wrong way, but he can go and reflect and come back and, you know, express himself in a, in a, in a pretty decent way. And you know, Simon, you've even yeah. said he talks differently. He talks like he's from Dawson's Creek, which is, which might've been kind of built in into his character. The reason he talks so differently is because he is so different. So I don't know. I find it hard. I'm finding it hard to answer that question. He's also a teenage boy though. Very true. So I'll shut up. Yes, like he's he's a mature teenage boy, but he's still a teenage boy. Yeah, he's not fully manscaping yet. He's not <laughs> using our products. That there, that's our sponsor, Mia. We're just the throwing him in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I I think that it doesn't hurt. You know, I think it probably it it probably aided her cause. You know, um, oh, and, but... that, and that she's like in a bikini in a hot tub. <laughs> yeah i think it probably went it probably just tipped over the edge if he was on the fence it probably just knocked him one way you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> well okay anything else we well, let's hit it up in our in our judgments unless did you have something there mia no um i think yeah i think if we covered a good amount yeah i'm good okay well if you enjoyed this episode and how could you not then help us out by going to raven's hoops dot net why dom because basketballs go through hoops but mia they also go through ravens hoops dot net just before we go into that final part we just need a couple more reviews we're so close to our target but i am not seeing the numbers going up and i'm not happy about it dom Oh, it's outrageous. All this effort we put into providing this amazing podcast week in, week out. We've got, now got adverts getting thrown into it. We deserve the reviews. <laughs> Mia, have you left us a review? I'm working on it. I'm working on my poem. It's a poem. Oh, oh. I remember you told us on the watch. Or a That's rap right. or whatever you want to call it. That's right. I'm not rapping. Right. Okay. But once you've done that, do you have relatives and friends and people where you can just smash the five stars without even putting the comments in? You just just for numbers, you can just use their phone. Yeah, I think I can attack uh, my grad school friends and kind of just uh, nice. steal their phones in the middle of the lecture. Yes, please. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. Well, Mia, let's go into judgment land. 
Who's your favorite performer of this episode? Uh, Moira Kelly. Uh, she only had one scene, but damn, she blew up in that scene and she did a great job with it. Um, she's a great actress, especially like with, with this kind of um, script that she's getting right now. Like she's, she's killing it. So yeah, Moira Kelly. For real. Dom? Moira Kelly. She was fantastic for all the, all the reasons that Mia has just said. So, yeah, uh, I can't look past her on this one. She was brilliant. Um, what about yourself, Simon? Your responsibilities as a brother. Your responsibilities as a father. Moira Kelly all day <laughs> killed it. I felt like I was being told off. Yeah. <laughs> like, it looked so scared, good. too. He was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he... It, it, it was a good uh, juxtaposition to when she went into the. He got went it. Into the, yeah, I used it. When she went into the dealership in like season one and hugged him, you know, when like he was saying he needed a doctor, he needed consent, and she just sort of hugged him. It was like the complete, mm-hmm. you know, 180 of that. Who's your favorite character of the episode? Nathan. I just think he was so cute in this episode. Um, yeah, I like that he's kind of really working towards a marriage and what was in shambles before is now um, he's trying to rekindle the, the the love and have a normal lifestyle or at least a normal wedding with Haley. Um, so, yeah, and I think that's pretty, um, it's pretty mature of a 17-year-old to be able to do that. I know, I know they're like, they're kind of older like they seem older but in the show they're 17 so yeah nice dom i found this really difficult i found it really difficult to pick um a favorite character because of the the kind of nature of the episode um i think honorable shout out to to karen and and dan scene like karen again but that was the performance that really made that um i actually considered mouth for quite a length of time and thought actually he's really really decent in this episode so I, I kind of thought about him but I'm, I'm actually going with Bevan I think Bevan was my favorite character <laughs> of the episode so yeah Simon what about you I am gonna say mouth because I thought it was good advice like we spoke about and um it showed some maturity I mean maybe he was excited in the hot tub you know literally we don't know there were a lot of bubbles there a lot of water it was late at night the water was warm um you know these things happen but i think nevertheless he was level-headed and gave some good advice and i like that he got in the car with her at the end and they kind of have that playful relationship you know um so yeah i'll go with mouth mia favorite background performer one line or less um the dj at the event that they went to she was she was by then she was like yeah i got the nice music to put on here go dance teenagers <laughs> oh yeah dom uh the dj at the sunkiss party is just quite hey. <laughs> so good and yourself the dj of course because i like the way she was sort of like like you yeah, could tell she was moving Shit, but you could tell that they probably weren't playing music, that they were going to put the music over uh, mm-hmm. in post-production. So if you think about it, she was doing that to silence, which is even funnier. <laughs> uh, what, what about your favorite line of the episode? Um, 
if she keeps talking like that, I might have to brook myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's skills, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. You go first, Simon. What was yours? Mine was also a brooking yourself line, but it was when the the birth of the word when Rachel said, "Well, I didn't know that you were brooking yourself." <laughs> She's such a it's such a great written line because obviously they couldn't, uh, you know, for censorship reasons, you know, use uh, bad language. So it's it's perfect. Yeah, perfect. Dom, uh, I've got I got some shout outs for lines. I've I've written like I've literally I don't know if you can see my phone very well, but I've got like a list. Oh wow! Of oh, wow. lines, I actually I actually paid attention on this episode. So um, the the Tony Soprano line has already been mentioned. That that's in there. Um, if Rachel and I aren't back at, aren't back at each other's throats, it's like the terrorists of one. That was a funny line. Um, mouth on the quad bike and the cows that got mentioned already. Um, Haley saying to Rachel, listen, Jokey, go find a pipe wrench. That's, you know, that's already mentioned. I'll like beat you with it. Um, mouth saying some guy called Rudy keeps asking me to dance. That, that also caught <laughs> yeah. me out as well. Um, but the one that really topped it was Bevan to skills when she goes, oh, look, badger droppings. <laughs> was like, That's good. Brilliant line. So, yes, that wins it for me. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, uh, favorite song, Mia? Uh, Reanimation by Black Alicious. That was like a throwback for me. I was like three when that came out, so... <laughs> Which scene is that playing over? Um, that's the song that the DJ puts on and they start like, right, right, starts right. dancing with her gloves on. <laughs> and Chad kind of steals the show of his great dancing. You agree? Yes? Great. Dom? And, and his great hair in this episode. Great hair. Great he does hair. have great hair. Great. I'll give him that. Even helmet hair was perfect. Yeah. yeah. Helmet off. Perfect hair. <laughs> I think did I mention it on the watch along or did I say it in the chat? I either said it in the chat or mentioned it. I said his hair is perfect in this episode. <laughs> this is coming into some prime Lucas Chad here. <laughs> We're gonna flip out and go into some not great Chad hair at certain points. <laughs> so let's enjoy it while it lasts. Uh anyway, my favourite song was a song called The Fallen by Franz Ferdinand. So they're a they're a Scottish group from the UK. It's nice to hear them in there. They they chuck in a, a UK group every now and then, and it's yeah. always, always always shocks me, always surprises me that it sort of and made it that far. Music too, like it's like kind of a fun montage. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I went with Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, Simon, what about yours? It will never be as jarring as hearing the streets at Hades Bachelorette Party. Yeah. That was the, the most jarring. Uh, mine was the one in the club as well. So you say, would you say it's Black Alicious? Uh, I think it's Reanimation. Is the the title and then by Blacklicious. I think it's like a one hit wonder, but yeah, it was like early two thousands. Nice, yeah. Awesome. And then finally, the precious, precious rating. Mia, did you have a number in your what? Dom, God, he's done it with two minutes to go. As always, <laughs> here we go. And Mia, did you have a number in mind before we started the conversation? Yes. Did it increase, decrease, or stay the same? Uh, stayed the same. Dom, same question. I had a number and it has increased. Okay. Mm. So we will say them. Oh, no one asked me. Yep, standard. Uh, <laughs> yep, stayed the same. Okay. So, <laughs> Mia will have a private session and we can unpack why Dom doesn't like to ask me questions <laughs> in the therapy session. I've asked so much. 
So, yeah, I love that you use the word unpack. That's really what we say. <laughs> I, I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. <laughs> I'm often talking about Dom in therapy, but <laughs> Dom, you've asked me loads today. To be real, you've asked me a lot today. Yeah. Um, okay. Ready? After three. One, two, three, nine. What was yours, me or seven? Seven. Do you know what? Jesus. I, I was at a seven because of the whole Pete and Peyton thing. Mm. But talking about it, like not them, get them out of the way. Talking about the rest of the episode actually brought it up to an eight for me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I've gone for an eight. Otherwise, I was thinking, yeah, this is a seven, this is a seven. Yeah, I, I could go up to an eight, I think. I think it's. I'm just so soured on Pete once in this episode. Mm. But everything else is actually like pretty solid, so... Nice. Can you just? I just have to add in to so Magdalena, who's our Raven that came on before you, gave it a ten. Um, so, and she said she would go down to a nine, and then she wouldn't budge below that. So, I'm just going to put it out there that it's a very memorable episode. This is very sorry, Dom. You're shaking your head, and I, I'm still talking. You haven't let me. I just can I just have your attention neutral for a moment, please? Show some respect. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Mia, I'm so sorry about Dom. He's so lowbrow. It's really... <laughs> right, it, we, this was an important episode for us to move on or, or to start to let go of the grief of Keith. The grief of Keith, that rhymes. That would be <laughs> grief, Keith, okay. And really what we needed to do, Pete Wentz, regardless, I mean, we got to laugh at, you know, that his, uh, you know trying to date teenagers i mean not that that's funny that's not funny at all dom don't make jokes about that i guess what i'm trying to say is let's call this a nine because that's kind of in the middle we've got a 10 a nine and two eights let's call it a nine sound good mia what do you reckon i don't know if i can do it well done mia stand your ground mia i'm with you here i got your back this this episode is a good episode it's a nice episode the pete thing is just fucking weird Karen was amazing, but it's an eight. There's no way this is a nine or a ten. Magdalena's deluded. I will take the risk of getting shot for saying that. This is not a ten. The I also think fifteen, like- sixteen, and seventeen are really good episodes. Eighteen can't be that highest. Just ridiculous. There are definitely other nines too that are better than this episode. Exactly. Simon. Um, I, <laughs> the the waiting room is packing up, and Dom always exactly. does this to me. It's not my um, fault. Let's call it an eight because that's fair. Well, no, well, but Magdalena said she wouldn't go but to that's there. Fair that she said she, exactly. Okay, but in these situations, then we have to decide no. to put it to a to no, a we poll don't. It's not a democracy. And let the people vote of an eight or a nine. The then ma- let me flip a coin. Then the majority number is eight. Because Mia's, no. Mia's willing That's to come it. to an eight. I'm at an eight. You're at a and nine. There's a and a nine you, and a ten. Yeah, but you're willing to come 10, down. That's the mean the of all the numbers, right? Exactly. Wait, I didn't say I'm ready to come down. <laughs> yes, you did. Oh. Yeah, I heard you say that too. <laughs> oh. I'll go to an eight because there's eight people in the waiting room that I, that I don't want to keep That's waiting. But Magda, Magdalena will go nuts. She'll go nuts. She's in the waiting room right now. We don't have to tell her until she will tell her she has to wait till next week. You're safe for okay. at least a week. No, begrudgingly, I'll call it an eight. Yeah. Okay. Spot on, Mia. You superstar. 
Okay, well, let's get a Ravens on free. But before that, Mia, you have been awesome. It's been great to talk to you. You know, I know we've spoken before, but, you know, in, in depth um, and get to know you better. And thank you so much for your support and for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been brilliant and you've been fantastic. Thank you so much. And, and thank you for sharing all your insights with us as well. It's been been fantastic. So oh, thank awesome. you for joining us. It's brilliant. Thanks for having me, guys. And I'm going to do the count in this week. Yeah, but I'm going to do whisper style. <gasps> So intense. Here we go. It's because he's got a baby. <laughs> it's Ravens. <laughs> That's Ravens on three. I'm so sick. <laughs> Ravens on three. One, two, three. Ravens. Ravens.